Coming up this month on No Quarters, you must undertake the trials of the Blood Dragon before you can party hard and begin your Overwatch. Remember to consult your doctor before playing Dangerous Golf. Of course, episode 82. Hey, I, I've heard that this is a motherfucking video game podcast. You have heard from the right people that have given you good advice. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I'm Mackie. I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And we're back. Yeah. Again. Talk about video games. Video games. Because that's what we do here. Mm-hmm. Pretty much once a month, give or take. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Unless yeah, you're that, BJ. That and rigid then it's, schedule. <laughs> yeah. And then it's BJ who's like, Three on, three yeah. off, three yeah. on. Th- it doesn't matter. No. Yeah. He's got a stewardess's schedule. <laughs> he kind of, yeah. He, he's he's working 412s, yes. you know, and then, yeah. he's, then he's off for a month. Well, yeah. Something like that. So we'll see him sometime in 2017. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, we got, a, we got, we got quite a few new games. When, when I looked at the list, I was like, wait, there's a lot of games we haven't seen yet here. Yeah. So let's get right into it. One we kind of heard about as far sure. as the beta goes. And you might have heard on a couple other podcasts. Yeah. If you listen to any of those. People are talking. Which you're a dirty traitor for listening to other video game podcasts now. Whoa. I'm just kidding. You got to fill in that uh, that four weeks in between these things. Yeah. You got six weeks of nothing to listen to yeah. when we're not on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. But uh, Overwatch. Uh, oh, yes. Harlow. All right. You've been playing some of that Overwatch. I, I have played a tiny amount of Overwatch. Give us 45 minutes of Overwatch strategies. <laughs> okay. Like every other podcast I listen Ready? to. Ready? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty simple, y'all. Um, object- objective. That's your Overwatch strategy. Get on the fucking objective, whatever it happens to be. Oh, no. Why would I do that? I, I don't know. I'm gonna run around. <laughs> that might dudes. be less fun than just being stupid and running right. around. Yeah. Um, so there, there's your pro, pro tip for the day. <laughs> Get on the fucking objective. <laughs> well, thanks. If I ever play Overwatch, I will keep that yeah. in mind. Um, so you're playing it on PC, right? I, I am, but I'm playing sac- sacrilegiously because I'm playing it with a controller <gasps> on PC. So oh, man. go figure. It's easier to sit on a couch it with is. that in your lap than a mouse and keyboard. Sure is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, do they have any sort of adjustment? Does it feel like you're at a disadvantage at all or anything? Not really. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess there's certain people that are better with a mouse on aiming, but, you know, that's them. Mm-hmm. That's That's their thing. Yeah. Are you still mainly playing uh, the healer class? What is it? Mercy? That's, well, actually, my primary number of hours played has been Lucio, uh, who's also a healer, mostly. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, Lucio and then Mercy are my top two. Uh, no, I just enjoy that the most. Um, I, I, I enjoy that and like the tank classes. Um, it's weird. I, I mean, I, I it just works out because like, you know, you have so many, especially this time of year, you have so many teenagers playing that all want to play reaper and shit like that so yeah well 13 year olds they got the summer off yeah and uh can't get jobs yet it it, it's just it it becomes easy because nobody wants to play a tank or a healer and they're pretty much needed for every single map so Mm -hmm. it works out that i don't mind playing them um now every once in a while i enjoy a random junk rat may soldier 76 whatever character Mm -hmm. um but 
that's my primary go-to things. Does everyone still hate Bastion? Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, so this has not changed from the beta. No, no, this has not changed from the beta at all. And have they been patching regularly or anything? Uh, or if they have, have you yes. been noticing? Well, they've only done one like balance patch, mm-hmm. um, which uh, lowered the effectivity of McCree so specifically. Mad Dog. Uh, he is a Westerner kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a, a cowboy looking dude. So yeah. he's a pretty cool looking. Yeah, character. his belt buckle says Bamf. All right, B A M F. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> unless, of course, you have the Evil Knievel outfit like I do. So mm-hmm. then it does not. Oh. Yeah, there are a lot of alternate costumes for everything. Yeah, everybody has about fifty-four unlocks of, and that, but that includes costumes, skins, sprays, victory poses, things, lines. They Basically, say Basically, all cosmetic stuff. Yes. Would you tell me what a spray is? I keep hearing people talk about it, and I don't give a shit to look it up. Like spray. Okay. Paint. Yeah. So. Yeah, but why? Um, well, back in like Counter-Strike days, yeah. it was kind of like a pre-tea bag. <laughs> I mean, you would like kill somebody and then like kind of spray your calling card, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. Think of it like a black and white image yeah. that you, you know, b- back in the Counter-Strike days, right. you just put it in a folder and it was, it would spray that in whatever color you had chosen. Mm-hmm. So it was like a spray paint tag. Oh, okay. And so you'd kill somebody and then you'd spray paint over their dead body. Oh, all right. Yeah. So it's, it's like that, but they're all built in now because otherwise it would be all dicks. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. it would. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, that, that is basically what happened later in later days in Counter-Strike. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's all it is. And so most people don't even like do the death spray anymore. It's just like, they'll stick it somewhere in the randomly in the world. Usually I like to go up to the payload if it's one of the payload missions. Um, and especially if you're defending and just tag the hell of it, it's cause they're all walking around the payload with your tags on it. It's just funnier mm-hmm. to me. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there are several different kinds of modes of the maps. There are, um, like what I would call the control point maps where it's like, you know, there are usually two spots that you have to, you know, the enemy team has to get on there by themselves for a period of time until the little bar goes, okay, you've captured this. Yep. Um, then there's payload ones, which I said, which is like you go with a thing and kind of follow it as it's moving through the map and, you know, again, get to the very end and be there by yourself and you know, push it into the end zone, if you will. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, then after that, there's... Is it, hmm? when, in that one, is it not moving if you're... If you're not by it, then it stops moving. Okay. And and the enemy and t- if the it, enemy takes it over, it moves in the direction they want it to move in. Barely, like it, it moves really slowly. So that's more of an offense defense. Yeah, game. It, it pretty much. I mean, you, the the defense can move the payload back, but like if the whole team is on there, it only moves like one bar. Whereas like if the team, you know, there's like a little speed indicator with a little arrow, okay. and the, and the most they can get is one. Whereas like the other team can have all five on it, and that thing will be booking. So it's not a symmetrical right. type of, okay. Yeah, so the, the offense still has a little bit of an advantage with mm-hmm. the payload. And that one, I take it, works in rounds? Uh, No, you just do one payload and you're done. Okay. I mean, it takes that long, so. Okay. Um, the only thing you do in rounds are, like, the really small map capture things, just because it's, like, best two out of three. Mm-hmm. So, otherwise, um, I'm trying to think. I guess that's that's about it, as far as, as, far as like, map types are right now. Are there so, a lot of maps in that game? Because uh, I know, because there's, what? 20 something characters in it 21 i believe that's a lot yeah um i don't remember i I, I never have looked at like a complete count of maps i'd say there's probably like 10 yeah i mean it's it's enough that it doesn't feel like it's repeating itself very often yeah i mean the only thing that gets a little annoying is i don't like right now when you stay in a match uh typically 
if you defend something, the very next one will be attack. So like you'll do the same thing again, but from the other point, which mm -hmm. I don't enjoy as much. I'd rather just move on to another map. Yeah. You know, I don't really feel like that. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll show you that we can do the same thing mm -hmm. that you just defended against. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't. I don't enjoy that as much. Now, things are, like, I think I talked about it with the beta. I mean, comparisons have been made that this is like a MOBA, um, only without, like, the, whatever the hell they Creeps. call them. Creeps, yeah. It, that's kind of true. I mean, you except it's, in so much as, like, you have the, he, the hero classes. But, you know, there's no rule against, I mean, too many people pick multiple characters, you know, ones of the same character and like, mm -hmm. I don't know, it's a new dumb thing of like, let's go all whatever character. You know, people jump in there and think that's hilarious and they're fucking stupid, but <laughs> um, it's because it's not fun. It's never fun. It's not fun to do it. It's not fun to defend against it. It's just dumb. Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's it's not fun, people. <laughs> like, if you think that's fun... That's a new strategy. You know, don't check, do that. Check your privilege. <laughs> oh. Or what? I don't know. Whatever damn. Whatever we tell people to do these days. Right, yeah. Delete your account. Yes, that's it. That's the, yes, that's the new check your privilege. Um, whatever. So just thing. It's... It's dumb. Like it's never. It's not fun. It's it's like the fun killer, really. I mean, like you have to be like kind of a troll to think that's fun because well, it's just a waste of fucking time. Welcome, welcome to, to the PC internet. Game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So there's there's nothing from preventing you from picking multiples of the same thing, but most most of the time the team will yell yell at you like, "Oh, we don't need two reapers, dumbass kids," you know. So so. I understand all the kids pick Reaper because it's, he's gothy. Yeah, because but what? How? What does he play like? What is he supposed to be? Uh, he's a close range. He's got like double shotguns. Mm -hmm. Um, so he's like a close range guy. He can dematerialize, so you can kind of like sneak past people, like mm -hmm. they can't hit you. And then he's got like a teleport thing too. But the teleport thing can be it's slow enough that it's like kind of a disadvantage because yeah. they can see where you're taking off and where you're going to. So half the time, if the other team sniper can see you teleporting, they'll just wait for you to materialize and right in the head. Yeah. You know, so. So it's you know. not like it's an overpowered character. It's not just... like, not like Bastion. Bastion. I mean, I, I'm sorry. Bastion is just too fucking powerful. Like his shot is way too fucking powerful. And, and it's like, I, I jokingly say that if you can't play game, play Bastion, but it's, it's because he does the most damage by taking a fixed point. And he's mm -hmm. not moving, so he's not making any sound, so it's the most annoying fucking character in the game, because you're just running along having fun, and this asshole's ha hiding around the corner in turret mode. You have no idea. You turn around the corner, and there he is. It's a, okay, and is it a dead. case of, like, one specific character can just demolish him every time? <sighs> there are two. You know, like someone with a everyone, missile strike yeah, or something. Everyone kind of has a counter. I mean, his is, like, Farah, the rocket launcher lady, mm -hmm. or Junkrat, the guy with the explosives. They both are kind of antithesis to him. I mean, other people can somewhat take him out, too, but that's that's his big, big two So it sounds counters. it sounds more like if you're in a pickup game, he sucks, but if you're yeah. in a team that actually knows what they're doing yeah there's still too many ways that bastion could just be an annoying bastard like somebody can bump him up like to an area that makes him really hard to hit like you mm -hmm. know there are things to launch him up into parts of the map where he can just sit up there and you know have like three quarters of him is covered but all he needs is like a couple pixels to mow down the entire team you know there's just points like that where mm -hmm. he's just fucking annoying he's a he's a turret character it's stupid i mean it's He's a, he's a human turret. Like I said, it's like... So he's basically camping personified. Yes, exactly. <laughs> More or less. I mean, he stands there, doesn't make any sound, and his and his damage is way too intense. He's that guy that sat around the corner in Counter-Strike with the AWP yep. and just shot you anywhere and you were in dead. The foot. Yeah. So he's <laughs> that... He, your foot and murder. He's you. that asshole, you know? Okay. So, you know, personified. So, 
he just sucks. And I, every time, every time I'm on a team that has a Bastion or against a Bastion, I'm I'm equally disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I because like it's weird. Like I feel like there was a shift in the game. Like when I got past level forty, it seemed like all of a sudden I was in like a different class of games I was being put in. Mm-hmm. Like no more did I have like the people under level forty. It seemed like there was an invisible divider line of oh you've played this enough now you're only in teams with these people mm-hmm. of this level well, and it seemed like the the bastion picking went way down and so now it feels like when someone does pick them it's just like oh really yeah come on you've played this game enough come on yeah. you know better mm-hmm. so i i didn't realize there were levels in this game i knew you had to like get loot crates to be able to get all the skins that you were talking about earlier yeah. but levels are just it's you know Eping, you know, I mean, it's whatever. It's yeah, it's it doesn't a, mean anything aside from you no. got a bunch of every level, chances to unlock. Yeah. Every level you go up, you get a loot crate and you get like a shinier, uh, you know, level badge thing, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, like when you go past when you get to level 100, it's like prestiging, except you don't, you know, reset anything, you just get a star and you start all over again. Yeah, like and it, it sounds like, like there's no disadvantage to doing that because you're no, gonna keep you, all your you don't, well, you don't even get a choice. Oh, I don't think goes. I think you just hit 100 and, or you hit 100. And it's like, no, you're level one with a star. That means you're 101. But it'll still probably match make you with the right levels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, well, I played a game the other day with someone with two stars, which meant they were 200 something level, which so, is insane. So they've been busy a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> or not that busy or not that busy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was the only person I've only come across one two star person. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So you like this? I do. <laughs> um. I get annoyed because games like this can be annoying, um, especially like when another team. I, I don't know. It, the thing is, is like, be a good winner and be a good loser. That's all I ask. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you lose and you and you lost, legitimately don't whine. And if you win, don't go like GG easy. You know, like yeah, fuck you know fuck sticks like that. Right, things like that. Don't be a piece of garbage. yeah. Don't be a piece of shit. I mean, it works both ways. <laughs> yeah. You know, everyone and, and also everyone has a bad match. Don't go like you suck, delete your account, you know, like because <laughs> somebody had a bad round or whatever. It's like, this works both ways. I mean, you know, the best people in the world have a bad game, so. Yeah. yeah I just look at Steph Curry. I, I don't want mind. to. <laughs> okay, then. He's that man. Yeah. Oh. He did bad. Oh, oh, that's, oh that's a oh, man? Oh, yeah, he did. I thought it was Stephanie. <laughs> nope. No. Stefan. Nope. Oh. Yep. I thought that was a type of Curry. But movie. even he had, he was the unanimous MVP of the mm. NBA. And then he sucked in the finals. Mm. So it can happen to anyone. Yeah. Well, they, well, they so were imagine all, they if he was in Overwatch. Here. Yeah. Uh, don't pick Steph. They were all fixed. I, it was they wanted to go to Game Seven for revenue. I hear. Yeah. And they, they already no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to get in. <laughs> they already made the money. The TV uh, money was already made. Yeah, oh, they had it. It doesn't matter how oh. many games it goes. Well, they t- don't the, get any extra. The TV money, money and the shingles virus yeah. are very similar. They're yes, both they inside you at all times. Okay. So speaking of the shingles virus. Oh, all right. Are you done? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there was anything else you wanted to add about Overwatch. Uh, um, You've played it for a month. Are, are you are you done? Or is it just are starting? Are you just getting started? Well, no, I, jo- I jokingly keep saying I'm going to stop playing this game until August. Why? Because that's when the kids go back to school. Oh, okay. Uh. But, um, I, I jokingly keep saying that, but I, I'll probably keep playing it. Um, I, I mean, I'm... I'm I think I'm in like the 70s, so I'm probably going to roll over to 100 just yeah. because I want to get a star yeah. and it doesn't really matter yeah as I'm, long as you're playing and doing okay you're gonna yeah i mean the thing about the game is, is and i will say this is the i think the most appealing thing is getting to know the characters i mean it's 
it's like a fighting game in that you kind of learn the ins and outs of a character, mm-hmm. um, but you can't just play one. You know, you have to be a little bit. You know, you can't be like the guy. I play Street Fighter, but I only play Blanca. You know, or something like that. It's mm-hmm. like right. that, that. You don't get very far like that. Somebody will eventually just pick the guy that counters Blanca and kick yeah. your ass over yep. and over and over and over again. Um, so you have to have like a couple people in your wheelhouse. Um, but it's they're all fairly simple. They all have one or two gun moves, if you will, like sometimes an alternate fire, and then two abilities and, a, and an ultimate. It's not that difficult to master. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's that's what's that's what's so interesting about it and what I think Blizzard does best best is come along, like take something that could be complicated and make it easy to pick up, but then hard to master, you mm-hmm. know, like that, that's kind of their thing. Cause you know, wow was super easy for the casual person, but as you can see that, you know, however many fucking years later, there are still people playing it, still trying to achieve that magical thing and whatever mm-hmm. is going to make them go, I'm done with this game now, which probably never happened, but yeah, you know, th- they've done it once again in that, like, Oh, this is pretty easy on the surface, you know, get in there and like, oh, wow, this is actually pretty complicated. And there's there really are tons of strategies that one could talk about. It's just, you know, I mean, it's 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 simple, but difficult at the same time. And that then they've just done that really well. So, And the characters are interesting other than Bastion. All right. So, it looks good. It looks really when good. When I see you yeah. play it, I'm like, wow, that that looks like a cool video game. Yep. <laughs> a cool video game. yeah that's how i react to all video yeah. games that looks cool and playing it with the uh, with people you know is like where it's at i mean not only do you you know just having one other person in a, in a party with you you know in a six-person team makes you coordinate that much better imagine two or three or, or an entire team and they reward you in experience you get like 20 percent bonus experience for everything you do so you're leveling up like way way faster to encourage you to party up yeah that's Smart. This is going to sound like a dumb question, but it's not really given current climate. Uh, is there a cross-platform play? Not yet. I think that's where they want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's this is probably one of the big reasons they were pushing that you know, before it oh, came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not there yet. Okay. And I, I have a feeling PC and Xbox will open up first. Sure. I, I don't know because that's going to open up that whole can of worms of you know joystick versus mouse and you know and then they're just gonna have a whole new level of whining eh, people will know yeah. they can deal with it people on consoles will know they're playing against someone on a pc they technically, there'll be a filter i'm, I'm pretty sure. sure you can hook up a mouse and keyboard to the xbox one if you want to you can i don't know as of recently games, i yeah. think they just Kinda. enabled some sort of yeah who's to say the game will let you yeah. use it but mm-hmm. you know yeah yep hmm. anyway so that's overwatch yeah on a completely different note Chuck. all right right back to the shingles virus Kind of. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Um, this was an E3 surprise announcement. Yeah. It out was of nowhere. Sega Saturn of the of the show. Well, yeah. Well, kind of <laughs> like the, what was it? Dead Rising Super Challenge Climax Edition. Sure, or whatever, whatever it was. Where yeah. they were like, yeah, this thing, it's available right now. Yep. Like, just go buy it. Go buy it right now. And that would be Trials of the Blood Dragon. Trials of the Blood Dragon. Which is a <laughs> trials, as in the speed bike on a ramp crazy mm-hmm. sp- course thing Physics simulator combined with blood dragons universe yes that is correct it, how did how did that work <laughs> out uh, it, uh most people will say not well really uh r- response to this game has been that it's pretty bad i don't think it's bad at all i i rather enjoyed it mm-hmm. um it's you know it's it's like Blood Drag or Far Cry Blood Dragon in that it's a short experience using assets from something else. Uh-huh. They've just basically slapped 
blood dragon universe all over this trials thing mm-hmm. um that game goes some places that game does some weird stuff with the trials formula mm-hmm. um it's i really enjoyed my time with it and it's got that kind of blood dragony sensibility to it so it's all kind of fuck yeah america stuff but also subversively not mm-hmm. you know it's it's now, isn't the premise that we're in Vietnam War 3? 4. 4 at four. this point? Yes, we're fighting the commies in the 4th Vietnam War. Okay. Uh, that's just the opening stages, though. Okay. Again. And you're playing the children of... You are Rex Power Colt's children. Okay. Um, oh, so no Michael Bean in this? He, yes. Oh. Yes. There is Michael Bean. Yes. Okay. Uh, opening narration provided by maybe some surprises along the way. Okay. <laughs> So, so you know, is he's definitely still, in it. Is it still basically like a trials game every level or do they start deviating and going? Because I heard you can get off the bike. There are platforming levels that I will fully admit and everyone is right when they say it. They are not that good. The physics on those are really wonky. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you, the way you jump is really floaty and weird. Yeah. Um, so there are there are platforming stages that aren't great, but they're not bad. They're not terrible. I mean, mm-hmm. I've played worst slidey floaty platformer games that yeah. just suck this one once you figure out exactly what the physics rules are you can pretty mm-hmm. much figure it out yeah there uh do you ever have to shoot things yes you have a gun good you can shoot from the bike you good. can shoot when you're off the bike good you also have a grappling hook okay so on the bike you will come to a jump that you realize you're not going to get there's something above you that you can grapple to and then you just swing okay the physics of the I can whole, get behind that. The, the, it's all trialsy physics stuff, but it, they play with it in weird, crazy ways, and they play with the environments in weird, crazy ways. I will say that pinball happens at one point mm. in the middle of trialsing. Um, man, there's basically a whole level that's like a, you're stuck inside a pinball machine, kind of. But I mean, this game, like. There's there's like Doom inspired stuff and there's Hotline Miami inspired stuff mm-hmm. and I I just you know for what it is a fifteen dollar four to five hour game set in the Blood Dragon universe it gave me exactly what I wanted okay um I I enjoyed my time with it so and it makes me want to I I never played the Trials Awesome Max Unicorn Edition thing yeah I so, bought it and I didn't yeah. play it either so I'm close to going back and playing that because I'm curious about how much that plays with the Trials stuff to see how much this was just aping that mm-hmm. but having not played that this does a lot of really unique things with just the physics and the camera angles and and the Blood Dragon stuff I mean it you know it's part of that weird crazy universe yeah it's Trials has turned weird Yes. Like it's suddenly like the franchise where they're just like, let's just do weird stuff. Well, that, you know, that company got bought by Ubisoft. So yeah. I'm sure Ubisoft was like, hey, yeah, because I actually went back here. and played Trials HD for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's weird how straight that game is played. Yeah. In that it's I mean, it's there's that weird sense of like, oh, you beat it. And then we blew your guy up anyway. Type. Yeah. That thing little going on there. Jokey bit at the end kind of sense of humor to it. Yeah. But there wasn't any story. No. And that's why like Trials Fusion was so strange because they were trying to spin like this weird narrative of whatever the fuck was happening. Yeah, now you're in the future and like Yeah, they, man they, machine. Yeah, <laughs> the future. I I've I've been welcomed there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> A lot. Um but yeah, I you know, I ho- I wholly recommend playing it. And 
really get through the first set of level. Like you're going to get off the bike, and a lot of people are like, "Yeah, this is garbage. I don't mm-hmm. like." Just push through it. It's not difficult. Um, yeah. And then once you beat it, it opens up this this world of challenge levels, which are just. I mean, those are for the the trials elite insane people the people who know throttle control i yeah i guess yeah. <laughs> so i mean like do you have to do stunts ever no because that was no. universally the worst part of trials Fusion, yeah there's it, you was can having to do stunts to get a certain score oh no there's it, it, the scoring is different in this and that the clock is ticking down mm-hmm. and so you're just graded on how many faults you have in comparison to how much time you had left okay so yeah the the clocking ticked down entirely and be at zero and you can still finish the level. Okay. You just don't get any points for it, but yeah. who cares? I just wanted to see all the stuff. Yep. So there will be levels that you will probably, you know, restart 50 times because there's some weird physics jump that you're not quite figuring out exactly mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do, but yeah, no, there's, there's no stunt stuff. Good. It's good though. I like good, it. Good. Cause they, I was not a fan of any of that stunt stuff. And it was it was weird because it, the scoring felt so arbitrary on it. Yeah. I'd be like, man, I just did this crazy ass thing. And it's like 200 points. Yeah, exactly. And then I'd, then I'd like screw up something and land all weird. And it'd be like 5,000 points. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. And fortunately, the, the, the bite-sized chunk of this game that it is, uh, it doesn't have that trials ramp of, okay, you had a lot of fun up to this point, but now you got to be a fucking hardcore psychopath to finish this game. Yeah. It This doesn't have that. You can look. I'm that guy who mm-hmm. has abandoned every trials game because it's like, oh, now you want me to do yeah. super hard, weird you stuff. Hit, Forget you hit it. The brick wall. Yeah. So this doesn't do that. You can you can play through the whole thing and get to the end. And all that weird, hard stuff is is opened up at the end where you get all these challenge levels that uh, you don't have to do. So, yep. But there's there's weird hidden stuff and, you know. The dialogue is all super people have described it as a lot of non-English speakers watching a bunch of canon movies and then trying to recreate the dialogue and then Good. translate it back to English. Good. So it's weird like that. Good. Um, That's what I want. Yeah. His kids aren't necessarily performed by the best. I think they just got some kids off the street or something. Mm-hmm. They're not great, but you know, whatever. <laughs> it's a video game. Yeah. And Michael Bean, he's still in there. So. Oh, good. Yeah. And like I said, it goes places. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, tying into that sort of, uh, Joe Danger recently became backwards compatible on Xbox One, and when Yay. it popped up, I was like, Joe Danger Special Edition. I yeah, I was like, I should really give that game another shot. I didn't give it a fair shot when it came out, mm-hmm. so I went back to it. And my complaint about that game has always been, you know, it came out around the same time as Trials did, and you were like, well, this game isn't Trials. You, yeah. you go into it thinking, oh, cool, more trials, and it's not. And then you go into it thinking, okay, so it's more Excite Bike, and then it's like, well, it's not that either. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people just go, well, if it's not those two, two things, fuck it, I don't want to do this. That is kind of a fault against this game because it's kind of presents itself as one of or both of those things, and it's neither. Um, if you stick with it, though, it kind of starts to make sense as to what it actually is, but I don't necessarily know if that's a good thing that you end up playing, I don't know, maybe... 20% of this game before you start to realize what it's asking you to do. It's it felt more like a score attack thing almost where it was kind of like you have to be choosing the right path to be doing this stuff. Yeah, but the thing is is that there's either no information on the screen or too much information on the screen and you can't quite decipher what it is it wants you to do in a certain level. Mm-hmm. It just gives you these icons like do this and you're like how? 
And so what you do is you end up playing like 20 tracks and then you realize, oh, that's what it wanted me to do. And then you go back to the beginning and do all the tracks right. Mm -hmm. So I I guess the reason I wanted to bring this up is I I have stuck with it a little longer. It has started to click with me, but, you know, it's made by Hello Games, which is making No Man's Sky. Oh, I don't know why that never clicked with me. That is. It, that's a little concerning to me. And I know this was one of their early games and was like maybe their first game actually, but I think so. You know, for a for a stunt focused score attack motorcycle game, them not telling you what to do is okay, fine, maybe you'll figure it out eventually, but now they're making this giant scope space exploration game. I'm hoping they've figured out the Hey, let's let's give you some information as to what to do here because I don't want to play twenty hours of No Man's Sky and then realize I was doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, they were they've always been a small team, and this was early on, so maybe things have changed. That's just why I wanted to bring it up because it is the same company and it tied into Trials a little bit, and just a little, just a wee bit. Yeah, but I I, I have put a few hours into it now, and I, I like it more than I did. So worth checking out. It's cheap. Backwards compatible Xbox One plays fine. So yeah, basically they've made the two Joe Danger games. Yeah, and No Man's Sky. Yeah, wow. So we'll see how. But they that were former goes. Criterion guys from the good old days. I get that. So that's got something going for it, right? I mean, there is a lot right? of style in Joe Danger. Yeah. Like it has like its own like seventies Evil Knievel, mm-hmm. Super Dave Osborne kind of yeah vibe to it. But I don't know. I hope there's a Joe Danger planet. <laughs> you just go there and they're just a little Joe I wouldn't be surprised around. but man good luck finding it yeah good luck finding it yeah so anyway another way you could say good luck is <laughs> I played Party Hard on Xbox One and good luck beating that game <laughs> sorry it's just the segue that was yeah. Awesome. yeah pretty good so okay when I first heard about this game, I was like, man, this sounds like the best thing ever. It does. I have yeah? never heard of this game. Please explain. This game is... <laughs> this game feels like a game you would have pirated from a wares board in 1990. Go on. Yeah. It is a... You are a guy who is fed up that his neighbors are still partying at three in the morning. So yeah. his response is not to call the cops. It is to go over and murder every one of the people in the party. Huh. It is done as a single screen with a set map layout mm-hmm. and uh, a set number of people at the party, but the traps and other ways that you can murder people change sli- slightly. Like sometimes there'll be a gar- golf cart out front that when you activate the golf cart, it runs over everyone in the front, immediately splattering them everywhere. <laughs> like it goes in a straight path. Uh-huh. Um, there's a bear trap you can set. And eventually somebody's going to wander onto that bear trap and sure. get smashed. Um, and so there's, you know, dumpsters to hide bodies in. You can throw them down a manhole. Mm-hmm. But there's, you know, the first level, you know, the, the tutorial is like four people and you're done. The first actual level is 47 people. Oh, that's a party. In like the the house has one, two, three, four, basically like five rooms and a bathroom. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to kill people without being seen because those people will immediately call the cops who will come and you cannot kill the cops. So it becomes very much a trial and error, get to 35 people and then fuck something up because they won't leave this one room where they all are. Right. But you know, you can poison the food, which will make them go to the run to the bathroom to get sick and then you can kill them there. You know, there's, <laughs> it is, 
So it's like a Hitman game. Not really. Not really. Well, it's, it sounds like it in spirit, like kind of got to do yes. a thing to make a person do a thing. Yeah. And... But the thing is, I mean, you've just it's one screen. It doesn't scroll. It doesn't do anything. Right. And sometimes the role you get as far as, OK, this this thing's here, this thing's here, this thing's here, this trap yeah. can screw you completely, yeah. you know, and it's just like, God, this is going to take me 10 times as long because, you know, without that golf cart to wipe out 15 people off the bat. <laughs> Sure. You know, that's like you're at a way disadvantage because when you're trying to go around and you can't just run out and you rack up combos for the number of people you can get in like a number of basically different types of kills you get as you go along. Mm -hmm. So it it feels like it would be fun, but it just it's so punishingly hard. Yeah. It should be like party impossible or something. You know, it's (laughs) that's my new party planner uh, company. Party impossible. Yeah. Let let me ask. Let me ask you these two things. So your goal is to not get noticed and then not to have the cops show up. If the cops show up, it is very difficult. You have to you have to be away from the front door. Okay. The cops know who you are and are immediately looking for you. Sure. And so you have to be able to navigate around, but you only have a very limited sprint Hmm. and the cop has an unlimited sprint. So, I mean, I've (laughs) evaded the cops before because basically... Someone saw me set up a trap and then run away from it and mm-hmm. called the cops. And there's also you, the person who's going to call the cops has a little phone that flashes over their head. And I'm wow. like, oh no. And so you, if you can stab them before they get to the phone, <laughs> then that's, you know, that's bonus points as well. Okay. I've killed the cop before. Uh-huh. You can't stab him because he immediately hits you with his baton or sure. shoots you and takes you to jail. Yes. But the second level is a, it's a party at like a barn, like on a farm mm-hmm. and there's a horse that yeah. you could startle the horse and it'll kick people to death behind <laughs> it. So I startled the horse when the cop was going by and uh-huh. he, he brained the cop oh, and good. killed him. Okay. So yes, huh. you could kill the cops, but does does that just send more cops? Um yeah, people freak out a bit. They, they, they don't freak <laughs> a out a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the thing, is that it's a lot of like Sims sounding stuff. Like, yeah. like the soundtrack is pretty fucking good. Yeah. Like it sounds like a better version of the 1990s like ad lib sounding soundtracks okay, okay but it's it's like kind of aping stuff like uh you know like axel foley's theme and that sort of thing because it's the whole aesthetic is very much like 1989 1990 computer game okay which i you know sign me up right that's that fucking golden age for me that but, was the, the question i was going to ask you is how are they presenting this to is, where like the media is not losing their shit over this game because it's just it's presented so cartoonishly okay. and childishly. And oh. it was like by a Russian developer. Oh, so, so, so did you not hear about hatred? And nobody gave two shits about that. Well, yeah. they yeah, did well, at well, this the start, one, but this one just kind of fell under the radar. I okay. mean, it released on Xbox one. I don't know if it's on PS4 or not, but okay. I'm pretty sure it's, it's gotta be on PC. This is the kind of thing that was like, sure. be so ridiculously easy to put out yeah. on PC. But I, I don't know, honestly, like where, like, how any of that happened, but I think just because it's presented so goofily and there is like a cut scene in the beginning with terrible voice acting mm-hmm. where they're like, well, where it's like a, you can't tell what's going on quite, but it's like a detective interviewing like a guy who showed another detective. It almost sounds like who showed up to investigate it. <laughs> okay. And was trying to explain what happened and hmm. yeah, but it's, it's one that should be more fun than it is, but I think, they ramp you up too quickly yeah. to the difficulty. Like if they're, if the first level had been like, you know, there's the tutorial. It's like, okay, here's how you use the trap. Here's how you stab a guy. Here's how you hide a body. Okay, go. 
Right. You know, and then you're the first level is like, okay, here's 50 people trying to eliminate them, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't really explain the, when you hit the A button, you dance <laughs> and they don't really explain. And you, you, not only do you dance, but you have like, like starbursts that are coming out of you oh. as you go. And people in that range, yeah. like some people go, Hey, fuck off. <laughs> And then other people are like, yeah, let's dance. You know, it's like, I was going to say, if it's like a distraction thing, it's I like know, if someone notices well, you and you're like, okay, dance. That's what I kind of thought. But then people started kicking me to death. Oh, well, so- <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I'm the best dancer ever, but I've never had that reaction. <laughs> but yes, there is an achievement for getting killed while dancing or dancing too much. There is an achievement. And and uh, that actually helped me avoid the cops at one point because like I ran out because like, there's a dance floor in the middle of this room. And I'm dancing in the middle and like biker guys are like, hey, fuck off. And then they started kicking me. <laughs> and now it's on the ground and the guy hills over my head uh-huh. where I was sleeping. Yeah. And then the cop just kind of left. So I was like, oh, I evaded the cops by getting the shit kicked out of me. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> awesome job. That's a pro tip for you out there in yes. life. <laughs> but I mean, it's just, it's, it's so, I mean, it looks like, it, you know, it's that pixel art we've gotten kind of used to and the characters are very simplistic, but mm-hmm. you know, there's like a clown walking around with a balloon over his head. So you can kind of tell, oh, sure. like, you can tell individuals in the game. It's not like they're all just generic looking things. But, you know, there's just dumb stuff like when you're by the when everyone's standing around a grill, you can just hit Y to push people into the grill and they'll burst into flame <laughs> on the grill screaming. And, oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, and you can spill water on the floor by the bathroom, by the circuit box. And then, you know. Oh, that that old that somebody old will, somebody yeah. will walk into it. You know, it's <laughs> it's dumb. I just wish like the first level had been like, OK, here's a party of like 15 people. Yeah. Or party you know. of five. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the first level. Yeah. But, oh. but yeah. Yeah, except it's, it's, you're Charlie and you kill everyone. So. <laughs> oh, it sounds like they ramp it up to where like you don't get enough time just to play. Yeah. And it only looks like there's maybe 10, 12 levels mm. from the level select that I got to after you finally beat that first level. But I was like banging my head against it for at least half an hour, which the first level of a game where, you know, there's an achievement for beating a level in three minutes. It's kind of like it shouldn't be this hard to. And actually, it's probably closer to an hour that it took me to get through that first level. Wow. And then by the time I got to the second one. And and all and the other problem is you can just run out of traps to spring, like you know you've sprung all the traps. You only killed a couple of people with each one, and now you got thirty people left. So it's a matter of like running over and okay, this guy went in the room, and everyone's like wandering around all the time. So like you know okay, this guy's alone in this room, so stab him. Mm-hmm. And then oh fuck, I forgot there's a window in that room, and somebody saw me, and now the cops are back. You know it's just right. It should be more fun than it is. So, so the entire you say it's like a one screen. So, is the entire thing like like an isometric view or kind of? It, it it looks like halfway between isometric and top down. Okay, like like it's almost like like think of it top down and then just tilt it a little bit back. Okay, and it kind of feels like that. It, like it's it's sort of like Hotline Miami, but a little like not nearly as crowded like your your character's way smaller on the screen okay and what system is this on i played it on xbox one ah. and it was like 12 bucks i think something like okay. that yeah i mean i remember getting it when it first came out because i was like all right this is something i need to play sure and then forgot about it it's just reminding me like i don't know <laughs> somewhere between night trap and spy versus spy is what it sounds like in the old days oh man spy versus spy that game was good remember yeah. you just set all the traps yeah. and like try to make them walk through them? yeah yeah, Spire's yeah. Five is great. But yeah, it's it's kind of like that, like where you have just this one screen, but because the traps are randomized, sometimes you can screw yourself and you can just run out of traps and then it's just not fun. It just takes forever. 
Hmm. So that kind of that kind of takes away from it. So I, I don't I don't quite know if I could recommend it, but because I'm I'll admit I'm making it sound better than it is by sure. describing all the you know kicking a cop in the head with a horse and all that. It is part of the Steam Summer Sale for three dollars and twenty two cents. Done. I would pay three dollars and twenty two cents. I'm going to go do that now. Yeah. yeah, I would totally pay that much for that. Sounds but, like a pretty good deal. Yeah. Well, then again, I'd pay just about any game under five bucks I'd pay for. But yeah, but yeah, just just know that, like, it's brutally hard. It is really hard. It's party hard. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's let's get a party started. But yeah, the music, the music's great, though. God, it's so good. Does it play that at any point in time? What? The Andrew WK? Let's get a party started. I don't think so because they're going no, for eighties, eighties, uh, well, late eighties dance music. Oh, uh, well, he's vibe. fucking eighties sounding good. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, it apparently is also on PlayStation Four. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. It's available just about everywhere. Yeah. Any modern system and on Fire OS. No shit. <laughs> apparently, well, I mean, this like you could, if it was, if the interface wasn't so crowded, you could put it on a phone. It would probably play all right as an iPad game, but. Anyway, right, there's apparently a weird tie in with Twitch for this game. It feels like a Twitch <clears throat> game. Well, this uh, what I'm reading says that the viewers of the live stream on Twitch can trigger events within the game, such as SWAT raids or rampaging bears. <laughs> I did have a SWAT raid happen <laughs> okay. on, on the on the uh, the farm one ah. the farmhouse party. OK, and that was not good for me. Rampaging yeah. bears. huh? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, I believe it. That's what you want from a Twitch stream. I think I, yeah, I was, that's what, yeah, that bear killed me. Now I think about it. Uh There was a bear and I tried to get him kicked by the horse, but then the horse fell asleep because I had made him kick too many things. Mm. And the horse got tired and then the bear ate me. So yeah, party hard. (laughs) He has been a little sick. But after all, he is just a bit horse. Oh Uh, man. All right. So that sounds like a value pick of the week. Yeah. So. Yep, I just spent three dollars and twenty two cents of my well, Steam wallet credit. Congratulations, for Russian guys that made it. I, I forget the name now, but it was a pretty good name too. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, I also played some of the new missions on Hitman. Oh, Hitman! The new Hitman, episodic Hitman. Yeah, uh, I haven't played the the very very newest one, but I played uh, the Italy Sapienza one, mm-hmm. and I played more of the uh, the Paris Fashion Show, which my wife was enjoying the hell out of watching <laughs> me play those because I like there was a point where I was I just. I was banging my head against one part of it. And then she's like, well, why don't you just shoot the lady? And I'm like, you can't just shoot the lady. Like you have to, you have to do it with flair. Yeah. (laughs) And then, and then finally I gave up and just shot the lady. Sure. (laughs) And then uh, made my escape in a helicopter. But that game, that game's great. Yeah. Like, I I don't know any other way to put it. I absolutely love that game. Hmm. Like the, the missions, like they just keep like the, you know, you start out and you do those, those initial ones that are real small. Right. And then like the fashion show one is just this sprawling, huge mansion with like a helipad in the back and just all sorts of different rock, paper, scissors situations of, okay, well, if I'm wearing this, then these guys will recognize me, but these guys won't and Mm -hmm. I can get by them. But then I have to find this in order to get, you know, it's like, it's almost like this Rube Goldberg thing that you've, that they've put together and they just, there's an interactivity there where they just know like, okay, you you see that camera crew out front. Why don't you follow? Like people like me are going to go, I'm going to follow that camera crew and see what they do. And they know that like, if you walk in between the lady taking the shot, mm-hmm. you know, you're the, uh, the, the videographer getting, you know, getting the shot of her doing the intro. And if you walk in front of it, they're like, you asshole, what's your problem? You know, like just all those little things 
like that is uh, so is the fashion show one the one where um that gift comes from where all yeah. the mannequins are okay yeah. that's the best yeah <laughs> yeah but it's there's just so much in like they've just thought of so many things and put so much it's like they built this world and then they're like all right how can we make stupid stuff happen in it mm-hmm. you know and how can we make you set all these distractions and traps and all these dumb things in mm-hmm. it which is fun but every once in a while it kind of breaks because if you're trying to play it like like a cheap asshole you know it you'll break it real quick right like like because the the second mission is after the there's the paris one where you have to kill these two targets mm-hmm. and you know as always i ended up drowning one of them in a toilet because that seems to be like my my modus operandi as a hitman so <laughs> yeah so anyone we know that gets drowned in a toilet yeah mackie yeah i'm probably going to be the prime suspect look now. for the swirly bandit yeah oh <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah, I, t- I took him out and then i ended up just giving up and and sniping his wife from a balcony and <laughs> That was that, but the one the one in uh, in Italy, they've built this whole little town around like this this villa where mm-hmm. where the base is, and then there's a and your mission is to assassinate the guy who created the virus, his assistant, and then de- and then destroy the virus that they've been building in this lab underneath, mm-hmm. like underground, you know. And killing him is easy. You poison him, and he gets all sick, and then you kick him off a cliff, and that's that's child's play. That guy's done. Yeah, who cares about him? Yeah, but her, you like. There's a golf. There's a uh, golf instructor that she's having an affair with. Uh-huh. So you have to basically get the golf instructor's. Like you have to get rid of him and get his outfit, so that you can go into her. her you know, you can get his phone and you can call her and be like, "Hey, baby, it's time." You know, and <laughs> go to her room and wait for her. Uh huh. My problem is I could not like. There's a way to poison his drink. Yeah. And I could not figure out how to do it without somebody seeing me because whenever like whenever you're going to interact with a thing like, you know, like a, a bottle of water and you've got rat poison that you're going to put in it. But if there's a little yellow marker next to it, it's basically saying, hey, somebody's going to see you doing this. Hmm. So I just was banging my head against it. I'm like trying to make the lawnmower explode next to me and just trying to do dumb stuff that's going to distract anybody so I can just put freaking rat poison in this guy's water. But no, someone's always staring at that rat Somebody, poison. It, and I mean, I'm even like turning on faucets and they're just pouring. And then the guard's like, hey, what's going on over there? And then he goes and he like, look, he like has to inspect the faucet for like 30 seconds and be like, huh, that's water. You know, and I, that's why they're guards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't they don't think very well. Yeah. Huh. And it does kind of go a little ways to explaining the whole overarching thing of, oh, man, that was weird. Guess I'm going to go back and stand here and ignore everything, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But so I turn on the water, had him distracted enough, long enough for me to immediately murder the golf coach and mm-hmm. kick him off a cliff and murder him, change into his outfit and kick him off a cliff before that guy came back. Okay. But somehow the guy I kicked off the cliff woke up and was like naked running around <laughs> freaking out. <laughs> in the level and so i'm just walking around in his outfit going hmm, yeah hmm, that's weird that's kind of huh what's going on there and this guy's like oh my god 
there's somebody here. He's going to kill us. He's going to attack me. And, and so he's running around. But push me off the cliff. Thing is, I'm still trying to like do go through the motions of calling her and getting her to come to the room. And I got there and I sat down in the room, you know, and I got the lights are down and the music's on and mm-hmm. the fireplace is going. And I'm sitting in the chair waiting. And as soon as she walks in, she's like, oh, candles, my favorite. You know, and then... <laughs> And as soon as she does, two guys burst into the room going, you need to get safe. There's something going on. You got to hide. <laughs> and these guys are running around the room like idiots. Just And she's like kind of doing that, you know, the the animation, like the freak out animation they give where, the, where you go. <gasps> yeah. You know, and just kind of like that, that cringe over thing, you know, right. that, that lean over and tense up uh-huh. deal. Yep. And then eventually they run out of the room <laughs> and then she untenses and is like, where was I? Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> and then I kept waiting and then she tells this whole story about all this stuff. She's like, before we get into anything, I need to let you know something about this. And I'm like, just shut up. Mm-hmm. I like, I don't want to get out of this chair because you're going to recognize that I'm not the golf instructor because <laughs> I'm, you know, freaking bald guy with a barcode on his head. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. Which also in the Paris mission, one of the models is this guy a bald headed dude, but mm-hmm. he wears like makeup across his eyes and across his mouth. And their uh-huh. description is like, your cheekbones are remarkably similar to him. And it helps that he's like, like they go to such extremes, such video game extremes to explain why you can't, why, why you look the same as this guy. Uh-huh. But <laughs> I, I could, and I couldn't get far enough into the mission, like down that road, yeah. I ended up kind of getting distracted and going down a different road. Cause oh. Like that's that's the fun of that game is getting distracted into a different mission. But anyway, speaking of distracted, I went back to like went back to her and finally like I was like, okay, I can't handle her talking anymore. So I got up and she's like, "Who are you? I don't know you." And uh, pop, yep, <laughs> killed her. Uh huh. And then had to sneak into the base underneath. Mm-hmm. So at least I had her key card to do it. Oh, good. But yeah, you go into and there's like this whole underground James Bond lair where they're building this virus. And you had, and you eventually have to get into a hazmat suit and go into like this, this, uh, this clean room in order to sabotage the thing. Uh huh. And they have, <laughs> eventually, I couldn't figure out how to do it in the room, like how to just sabotage the thing without the other the scientists in there going, "Hey, what are you doing, man? Don't do that." <laughs> so eventually, I just. <laughs> Hey, hey, stop that. Yeah, don't touch that. yeah that, that's no, kind of how they are. They're like, that's that's going to ruin the sample. You know, they're like, <laughs> so eventually I was like, fuck this. And I just pulled out my gun and shot all of them. Sure. And then I'm like, well, I got to hide the bodies. The old R. Kelly approach. Yeah. <laughs> pull him up a red. So, <laughs> so, like, you know, normally you hide the bodies in trunks. Like, you know, this is like a universe where, oh, like in the corner of the room here, there'd be a trunk sure. in case I have to murder one of you and throw you in a trunk <laughs> to be hidden. Always. Like, like, that's the kind of world they've built. Uh-huh. So, I grab the first guy and I toss him in and I look, oh no. And it's like this green stuff. I threw him in sulfuric acid. So oh. he just melted. into the. Well. And so after I did all of that, the challenge I achieved was uh, the Heisenberg. So huh. I was like, yes. And my wife cheered when she saw that one come up. Awesome. So because she had remarked when I was in the, when I was, when I got in the hazmat suit, she's like, that's kind of Walter Whitish, isn't it? And I was like, yeah, maybe a little bit. And they were with you. Yeah. They they, they had already thought of it before I got there. Yeah. Yeah. But that I'm having so much fun with that game. Like I need to keep going back to that because 
just some of the crazy variations of dumb stuff that you can do. And like, I got on a whole side path. I didn't even continue with where these, there's like a scientist and a gardener that are having a conversation about like what he's creating. And he's like, you don't even want to know, man. And <laughs> like how he got recruited in, like, there's just all these little side things. Hmm. Like, I love that they've built this giant level with all these things happening at, you know, I mean, I know you're triggering them by being there, right? but there's also a certain amount of, timer as far as like okay if i did this upstairs that triggered this guy to go talk to him and you know you could just never see any of that hmm. so they've they've just it feels super well crafted and i think the episodic thing only helps it because it just gives them more time to focus on all right how do we make this one level perfect and not you know and i know they have teams switching right. off they'd have to in order to be able to get them out because they've been doing them pretty much it feels like every month, but it might be every six weeks or something. It I might, mean, it's yeah. pretty, it's pretty steady. So it just feels like it's good to have the whole team working on one level and it lets them add all this interactivity in all sorts of crazy stuff and mm-hmm. just all these stupid things that you can make happen. I do like how they're doing it. Yeah. And they have, and, and it's also after you beat a mission, I, I've real I realized that when you go back it, you can, start in a different area. If you've done certain things, it unlocks it later. So if you replay it, you don't have to start at the front door. Oh, good. You can start in the kitchen already disguised as one of the waiters or something. Cool. You know, and there's also drops where, okay, you can have your lock pick in this drop area. Mm. And then if you go to that place in the level, you can get that and continue in the level. Awesome. Yeah. And that's apparently that's how you get the sniper rifle part of at least the Paris one which is one of the like gifts I saw somebody post where they, they basically just sat in the parking lot outside and found like the sliver of like two pixels that they could shoot through the window that would get both people to do. I think it's called, I can't remember. It's like contracts or something is what the, is another thing they've been adding where it's like incredibly weird challenges mm-hmm. that, you know, they've created and you get certain badges or whatever for doing it. You know, and well, and you also you level up as you as you complete these challenges in a mission oh, okay. and do a certain number. And, you know, obviously you lose points for killing non-essential targets. So, yeah, I kind of screwed myself by killing by Heisenberging all those guys. Well, but, you know, they shouldn't have put. Yeah, they sulfuric acid in their trunks. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, come which, on. you know, is sage advice yeah. right there. <laughs> I believe I saw that posted at the beach one time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Don't, don't put, put it in your I, I don't know if that makes it the clean room or the dirtiest room. That's I'm probably the sure. filthiest room. Yeah. yeah. But if you can just... I don't know. There's all those dead guys in the toilets. Yeah. 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 No, no. you put them in the dresser that's in the toilet, in oh, the bathroom, oh, and then oh, nobody sure, finds them. Sure, sure. Yeah, no yeah. one goes in those. Why would you no, live in a dresser yeah, in the bathroom? Yeah, jeez. Yeah. weird. It's gross. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, that, that game's got a ton of great stuff. And the Escalation <laughs> stuff is fun, too. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're really into this game, they have like, okay, kill the guy with, you know, a screwdriver. You're like, okay. <laughs> So you kill the guy with the screwdriver okay. <laughs> and then, and then it says, Oh, all right, good. You know, and then it resets and it goes, okay, kill the guy with the screwdriver, but don't change outfits. And you go, Oh, uh, okay. So you do that. And it's like, kill the guy with the screwdriver. Don't change outfits and don't alert any guards, you know? And it's like, or, you know, don't have any unnecessary kill. You know, they'll keep escalating mm-hmm. up to, I think five levels of stuff. Hmm. So, and you're playing this on Xbox one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I bought the season pass before it even came out. I think yeah because I was like yeah I I knew enough that I knew I was like yeah I'm gonna like this cool so yeah that game it's fun episodic stuff is fun I need to get into that Mm -hmm. hey speaking of episodic yeah (laughs) 
Speaking of, yeah, wow. Um, so, well, you know, last month I had almost finished Life is Strange, and now I have finished Life is Strange. Hey, ah. congratulations. Um, I was mostly almost all the way through episode four, I think, when I talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, was, ar- sure. I was already declaring it like one of my favorite, I don't know, I hesitate to say game because you know, people have their whatever walking it's to the bullshit thing. I would say. I would still say it's up there on my favorite interactive experiences. How about that? Okay, sure. Um, it gets real weird by the end, but it didn't put me off of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, it's just it's a it's a fascinating thing. Like I said, I, I keep feeling like I can't say the word game, but I'm going to say game because yeah, it's easier game. to say. It's I a don't game. want to say interactive experience game. or walking simulator or whatever. Game. Um, it goes some very strange places, but I'm glad that it does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't just mean like supernatural, weird time manipulation stuff. I mean, it goes like dark, weird places in that in that universe. Um, and I'm glad that it never feels the need to shy away from any of that, um, despite the age of the main protagonist and other you know, ancillary characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I love that they're like, no, we have a story to tell. These people are adult enough. Let's go. You know, it never feels like it never feels patronizing or like, oh, we had to pull back and make this safe for everybody. It's just people speak in a very interesting. And I, I you know, a lot of people have criticized the way that the kids talk. I don't know how, you know, maybe it's not accurate to how kids are talking now. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt genuine to me. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, and even if it did, even if they did make them talk like kids talk in five years, right? It it's not going to matter. It, right? Yeah, it doesn't. You know, that's always su- subject to change. I, mm-hmm. It felt genuine to me for the universe, so I I can't recommend playing through this enough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I just I, I think it's kind of like a, it's a it's a triumph of storytelling and and stuff in, in, in games or other medium uh, you know I, I I just I don't know how to like say it any better it's like it's just a thing I feel like people need to experience mm-hmm. um, like especially if you're into story yeah if you're into sp- uh, branching story um, you're into I mean there's there's a layer of geekiness in it that doesn't feel pandering mm-hmm. um like so many things where oh look reference haha, now you like this don't you right um it, it just it feels genuine in to the people and and to the people that made the game it feels like they actually had a passion for anything that got mentioned hmm. it wasn't just like ah throw this in because people like this mm-hmm. um i i just you know like i said I, I i liked all of it despite i feel like the last episode got particularly losty you know like oh. i mean like you know, like it feels like it's the kind of thing that can undo people's love of the thing mm-hmm. just because of all the weirdness it, it decides to cram into that final episode. Right. But it didn't for me. And like, you know, I, I guess I'm just extra forgiving because like I don't even hate losses ending, you know, even mm-hmm. you know, every, everybody else seems to have. Sure. Um, so I, I don't know. Like I said, it, it, it's it's great. And, you know, maybe it has peaks and valleys and maybe loses you at the end. But I still say it's all worth it. Does it all funnel down to one ending, or are there multiple places it can go? There's, I don't think so. I mean, there's definitely there are at least two dramatically different endings you could have. Okay. Um, 
at, at least. I mean, I, I don't know how, where it could branch from there, you know, beyond that, because I haven't tried to do a multiple playthrough or thing. I mean, I feel like I feel like everything I did, I made the choices that I, I wanted to, and I, I no regrets on any of my choices kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, you know, and it's interesting to see, like, where, your, where your friends chose. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's a fascinating feature to look at, like, the world slash your friends. Right. Um, so, yeah, I just, uh, I, I think play it, you know, give it some time because I feel like the first episode, you know, might feel a little janky and you need to give it some time to, like, warm up to it. Um, I still feel like the first episode's really good, but I feel like it's it's better in retrospect, mm-hmm. um, and not necessarily like the best place to start the game, if that if that makes any sense. Like I feel like it drops you in pretty heavy, and it's like, you know, it does. There, there could have been like a little bit more of a tutorial, get to know the world right. thing going on, but mm-hmm. also I think that would have been boring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, still super highly recommended. I don't, you know, maybe I've, maybe the last episode cooled me just a little bit where I was like, it was best thing ever, you know, but I still feel very, very strong. Cool. Probably top 10 things of all time. Nice. Yeah. Wow. High praise. That's another thing I need to go back to. Yeah. Man. It keeps taunting me from my Xbox One window and my Steam library. Yeah. Both of them are like, play me. Yeah. Well, that's, it was me for so long. Just like, man, why have I not started this? And then when I finally did, I was like, why did I not start this Mm -hmm. before now? I need to just play whatever comes to mind. I need to stop like, oh, I need time. It's like, I have time. I'm obviously playing other games for five, six hours straight. Obviously. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I like the, I like that I've reached the point where I don't care about, I mean, I'm, I'm always looking for an excuse to play a game that I like, Mm -hmm. but I, I, I don't, I'm glad that I've dropped the need to feel like I need to complete games for an achievement or per- percentage completion things sure. where I could just move on to something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I feel like I could play another playthrough of this and probably get some enjoyment out of it. But I also feel like I have other things I could just move on to. That yeah. I enjoyed the experience enough that why, why add to it? Yeah. So. Well, but yeah. Speaking of enjoying your experience. <laughs> Yeah, good yeah, one. Uh, sure. Thanks. Um, okay, so Trials of the Blood Dragon got the big, you know, E3. Here it is. It's out in Go Get Our Game bump. All right. Uh, Dangerous Golf came out right before E3 and therefore got no mention whatsoever and mm-hmm. was drowned out entirely in the press because no one was talking about video games the week yeah. before E3. So Dangerous Golf is out, which is by the makers of Burnout. It's a golf game. Okay. And it's basically crash mode, but with golf. All right. And if that yeah. sounds awesome, that's because it is. It's also a little janky. It's a lot janky. It's janky mm-hmm. as fuck, really. But um, I, I think they will probably come along and, and fix some of that stuff. The the physics world of, of golf is a little different than, you know, car crashes in the what? streets. But really? uh, yeah. yeah, so you uh, you're a disembodied person hitting a golf ball in some sort of room and there are themes and challenges and targets specific to whatever mode you're in to destroy as much as you can to get medals and achievements and yeah. ribbons and you know all the things um it's basically exactly that there's there's not a lot of extraneous stuff to it it is you are plopped in a room with a bunch of fancy stuff in it now hit your golf ball mm-hmm. and smash that shit yeah <laughs> um the physics are wonky, like I said, uh, and there will be times that the camera just starts freaking out. 
like the ball will just land in some place it's not supposed to be mm-hmm. and you will just spin around and vibrate and get stuck in some polygon that you didn't i mean it's it's weird um is that the spot where it's like you can't enjoy games yes exactly <laughs> it puts you in that spot oh, okay of we yeah, that's the games. worst uh-huh. so i don't know it's very bare bones uh all the physics stuff is there all the the fun stuff is there but this game kind of needs an announcer like someone shouting at you when you're smashing like cakes and statues and grand yeah. pianos and stuff and it doesn't have any of that mm. so i i just need a crazy voice shouting at me that i've done the most amazing thing um yeah it needs the medieval madness table announcer something like jackpots. that yes 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 it does kind of need the pinball super yeah, it totally needs yeah. that and it doesn't have that maybe that's something that's coming i don't know this game I, it, boy, it kind of feels early access to me. Like maybe there's a better version down the line that's coming out, or it's a proof of concept video game that I somehow paid for and you know shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. It's a beta, really, but I don't know. It's fun. It's just I wish there was more to it in terms of just the ancillary bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the golf physics are a little strange because you basically get three shots. You you tee off and smash a bunch of shit. And then you survey the room and figure out what's left that you need to get. And then the last shot is always a putt, which you can pretty much make no matter where you are. It's yeah, that strange. was the weirdness to me about that game. It seemed like I wasn't, you know, not having played it. It's mm-hmm. very unclear about what the goal of it is. Are you trying to get a shot into a hole or are you trying to destroy as many things as possible? Or are you trying to destroy as many things as possible and also get it into the hole? You're not... So you're not aiming for the hole to start. Mm-hmm. Basically, you you are trying to destroy a certain number of targets or get a certain dollar amount of damage. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that on the third shot, you have to wherever your ball is, you have to get it in the hole. Otherwise, you are docked half of what you made up to okay. that point. So it's basically just like a finishing move yeah. of, OK, you've done your shit. Now put the ball in a hole. Let's mm-hmm. move on. So it's not it's not following golf rules. There's no, there's nothing about that. It's just on the third shot, wherever your ball is, it's like, okay, now you got to hit in the hole so you can move on. You can't just stay in the room and keep smashing stuff. So they kind of assign this weird arbitrary, like, okay, your car has completely come to a stop. You cannot continue to crash it. Therefore we have to move on kind of thing. But then they Mm -hmm. applied it to golf, which is basically, well, I can hit this ball anywhere. So they had to come up with some way to get to end game to end the level. Uh, that part's just a little strange because almost usually no matter where you hit the ball on the third shot, it's going to find its way to the hole. So mm-hmm. missing the third shot seems arbitrary. Like the game will just decide, no, nah, you're not, you're not going to make that for some no. reason. I don't know. Um, but sometimes too, on the second shot, you have to like, you may have hit your ball out into a balcony somewhere and you've got to make sure you maneuver back to the main room so that you have a shot for yeah the hole. Um, I don't know it you know I mean it flat out uses burnout terminology to crash breaker and stuff like that yeah. and the the font is there I mean it's it's a fucking burnout game but with golf that's yeah. that's what it is so on that alone you should play it I mean it's kind of like burnout crash does it feel better than I was about to ask if it feels better than burnout crash because <sighs> burnout crash did not work for me at all oh, burnout crash rule I liked burnout crash a lot there was something about it that kept me from progressing. I don't know if it was just like, I couldn't figure out exactly what I was supposed to do in certain levels, but Mm -hmm. burnout crash feels like a fully formed video game. This still feels like a look at what we're doing 
physics demo like an early access thing yeah almost. yeah it, like a beta like a you know hey when we finish this game up it's going to be awesome but instead they just released it mm. so i don't know it, it, and it feels like we've been hearing about this game for a long time so yeah. i'm wondering if they were kind of cut their losses and put it out or what yeah i don't know if this was just a you know hey what if, this would be crazy what if we did this you know mm. maybe they were just making a physics engine you know on whatever new engine they're using and they were just like well how how can we test it out without putting out a burnout image mm-hmm. let's make golf yeah. <laughs> so i don't know it 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 has potential i i would kind of like to see some more stuff added to it um i and i also hope that stuff would be free because i already paid for it so yeah. i don't want i don't want a dangerous golf too i want them to finish dangerous golf mm. so uh, you know if it comes up on sale i would say pick it up because i the very first shot you take like when you press start and you play it you're like oh man yes this is i've been missing this Mm -hmm. i want this it's just the more you play it you go i need a little more (laughs) yeah where have you been playing it uh i've been playing it on the ps4 okay because apparently the physics on the xbox one make that thing choke i've heard ps4 chokes as well pretty bad it yes and no i mean there are like i said there are times where it just will freak the fuck out but it it didn't Mm -hmm. seem to hinder my play to whereas yeah. the reviews I read for the Xbox one were like, this thing can't handle it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but get it. It's got leaderboards. <laughs> yeah. Hooray. And there's no one on my friends list playing it. So I'm the top of all my leaderboards. Mm-hmm. I'm the best dangerous golf player. Great. Yeah. Good job. Thank Chuck. you. Way to be the best. I appreciate it. You're the best. All right. Speaking of the best. Yeah. Breaks are the best. They are. Let's take one. Good. Yeah. second half hey episode 82 still yeah a motherfucking video game podcast still is mm-hmm. Just continues to be always will be yep so i hear you played a video game uh yeah the uh, game i played the most this month dark souls 3 i beat it yeah finally <laughs> all right your long national nightmare is finally over well, you were debating there. You were like, I got a, one boss left. I can either kill him and end this game, or I can just go back and do all the things. Yeah, no, you can be the boss. It, it puts you back, and it gives you the option to start a new game plus, or to uh, just keep going. Okay. And you can just go to the bonfire and select. I think they call it start your second journey, is oh. how they put it. And I was like, oh, that's nice. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not going to do that yet. Okay. Because the enemies are harder, and I don't want to do that. I want to mm-hmm. do some stuff. But yeah, that... That is a satisfying ass Dark Souls game that has some very fun references back to the first Dark Souls and some of a few things in Dark Souls 2, but not a ton. But yeah, it it satisfied in all the ways I was hoping it would. And the ending is very similar to the first Dark Souls where it's like, all right, I just watched that and I don't know what the fuck happened. (laughs) Yeah. And so I went on YouTube and if you if you search for Dark Souls lore on youtube oh boy wow (laughs) wow there is that is a rabbit hole that you could spend months down and still kind of 
not know anything that's going on at all. That sounds great. Just kind of wondering. <laughs> that's the but, best lore. Yeah. But yeah, I still like, you know, it's it. I'm not there for the story anyway. Oh, I'm there for the gameplay and the exploration of the world and the feeling of it. So, so yeah. rank the Dark Souls. Go. Uh, Including demons and Bloodborne. Yeah. Man, I I didn't beat Bloodborne, so I couldn't tell you. Okay. There. Well, and that, that I, I didn't play enough of demons. It, well, no, I mean I, I've only beaten one and three. Oh. And they are the most similar. I still like Dark Souls one better because, mm-hmm. as most people say, like the first one you play is probably the one that you're going to gravitate more towards. Mm-hmm. But I also think that the biggest mistake they made in this one, which I understand why they made it, but they did it, is giving you a fast travel right off the bat because so much of my enjoyment of the first one was feeling like I was in this cohesive world. And when I found a shortcut, it was like, fuck yes, shortcut that, you know, now when I have to run back to the bonfire, I don't have to cut through a whole bunch of shit. Whereas now you can find the shortcut and it's like, all right, that's cool. And you might use it once or twice, but then never again, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's like, Oh, I'll just go to the bonfire and warp to that part. So that kind of, you know, there was a bit lost there. And just like Dark Souls 1, as you get closer to the end, you kind of care less about the levels because you're like, all right, let's just get this done, which is a bummer because like the one optional area called Arch Dragon Peak, where if you don't know how to get there, like how people figured out without a wiki is beyond me, yeah. <laughs> totally beyond me. How, you know, anybody just didn't go, oh, oh, the video that says how to do this. But yeah, you have to do like one of the gestures that normally are the things that you do at people you know, after you've killed them or whatever, there's one of them, a specific one you use and you have to sit there for like 20 seconds. And then all of a sudden you get teleported to a new area oh. where the toughest boss in any of the games is there. <laughs> oh, uh, after you get through the level, of course, but it's not a fun level. It's pretty crazy, hmm. but really, really nice looking, but it's, it's just, it's another one of those things. Like so few teams nowadays, would put that much work and put multiple bosses in an area that is like that obtuse to find the entrance to. Right. You know, and just be like, yeah, whatever. But because it's a Dark Souls game and because everyone knows it's that team, it's totally okay that they do that because they know eventually people are going to find that shit. So, well, we have the internet now. Yeah. Yeah. And all it takes is one person finding it and then everyone's like, Hey, I want to go there too. Yeah. But I remember hearing stuff like, you know, like uh, Brad on giant bomb, just being like, yeah, I totally missed that area. You know, and that boss fight is one of the coolest boss fights because you got you fight a guy flying around on a dragon until you kill his dragon and then he gets off and whoops your ass. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like if, if I was playing that kind of game, I wouldn't be checking the Internet or anything like that. I would have never found that. I would have just I would have. There, there's no like, I don't know how you would. Yeah. Honestly, like they, when it's one of those things, when you think back on it, it's like, oh, that kind of makes sense because, you know, like the guys, th- there's corpses sitting around this one spot that are all doing that pose. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's one of those things that just doesn't click in your brain because you see other guys doing that pose other places. And, you know, and there's one later on where if you do it in front of this altar, it gives you a certain ring if you sit there long enough. And it's like, who knew this? Like, who thought of this shit? <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. But I still, I think it, I think I made it easier by overleveling myself and getting, you know, summoning people to help me. Cause I had to have some people help me for that, for the, the dragon rider, the fight. Pen, the penultimate boss. Yeah. He was the second to last boss, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, 
The hey. na- nameless king is his name for this oh. character. But yeah. How do you get to be king and not have a name? Well, you'll have to ask him. Okay. I killed him, so you can't. So. <laughs> like, yeah. The Sorry. world will never know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hey, Thanks. what was your name? <laughs> <laughs> Just tell me before you die. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, and <laughs> and I beat the last boss in one sh- one try, so, well. you know, it's kind of... It feels weird. Like, I think that's why I don't have as good an impression of that as I do for the original Dark Souls, too, because, mm-hmm. like, the original Dark Souls, man, I was, like, banging my head against bosses, and you just, you memorize the runs up to them, you memorize the whole pattern of the boss, and just do all that stuff. And it feels like, you know, when I beat it in two or three tries that quickly, because mm-hmm. there was usually a bonfire pretty close, which I remember when I first talked about this, I was like, yeah, it's great. They give you such a shortcut to get there. And now it's kind of like that doesn't, quite feel like the good thing that it did before yeah because it just it kind of it took that flavor of the game away which i realize i'm gravitating a lot towards games like that like the original dead rising i liked the time limit of that and that you could just miss shit and Mm -hmm. it's like okay well if you start over you keep all your levels but you're gonna have to start the game over but it's like yeah that's good like to me that makes the world work properly the way it's supposed to right and it feels like in the name of making stuff easier and more accessible, they lost a bit of what made that thing special in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, but at least they took away a lot of the bullshit that Dark Souls Two did, and which is fine. And yeah, yeah, and they just made uh, you know, if you for people like me who care about achievements in that game, at least in in very specific ways, mm-hmm. they made it kind of a pain in the ass because they tied a lot of really like collecting all the miracles and spells and rings and all that tied to ranking up in covenants, you know, and choosing a covenant. And a couple of them are basically, if someone is wearing is in a certain covenant, that's like the starter covenant, you will get warped into their game if they get invaded to help them kill the guy who invaded them. But sometimes the loading screen takes so long to get you there that either they've already been killed or they've already killed the guy who invaded them. And so it's like, all right, never mind. Sending you back. <laughs> okay. You know, and that's if you get it. Like I've left that thing on for hours now and just don't get summoned into anybody else's game to help them. Mm-hmm. And the only way to get those items that you get to rank up is to either do that or to farm specific enemies who have like a one in 30 chance of dropping it. So you could just spend hours and hours trying to do this shit. Mm-hmm. And it kind of sucks that they tied this stuff to online things that have specific you know, I mean, even even for them, it's kind of like, yeah, that shit, this shit will take forever, you guys. Like, I, I don't know if they overestimated how many people would join the one that's like, okay, come help me. Or if they just figured, okay, well, farm here. You know, have fun with this. <laughs> I mean, it, it always sounded like their network stuff was kind of busted to begin with. I wonder if they ever got it sorted. Yeah, I, I, I don't know there. I, I really, I, I don't know, but it just, I, I wonder I, if it was supposed to be a lot faster and they just never got it working right and walked away, Yeah, <laughs> which it, tends to be the thing. So many days. of the loads, it's kind of like, why is this taking this long? Mm-hmm. Like, because one of the farming spots where I did it for a little while, where it's just this one small section and the place I died was like 30 steps from where the bonfire was mm-hmm. yet. I have a loading screen for like 30 seconds to reload that area after I get killed. It's kind of like, how come when I go to the bonfire and refresh the area, it's instant. But if I got killed, it's going to take this long for you to reload the level. It's one of those cases where it's like, why, 
why is this optimized this poorly? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, hmm. but yeah, I mean, I'll, I will keep, I will keep playing that and helping people and, you know, jumping in and farming stuff and probably do the new game plus eventually, but not right now. It did make me want to go back and beat Bloodborne because mm-hmm. so many people that really enjoy those games are like, yeah, Bloodborne's like actually really is really cool and has some of the better boss fights. So I'll probably go back, but it's going to be a while. I, need, yeah. I, I just need to get out of that style of game. Play something else. Yeah. Well, yeah. well that's kind of why I was like, I need to go back to Hitman because that feels like even though it's a third person, you know, going around killing everything and not everything thing, but you know. <laughs> It's like the, just the setting being that drastically different because I was like, I, I almost went and started The Witcher 3 and I was like, no, this is just going to feel too similar. More fantasy bullshit. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's going to feel way too similar. And then I almost did Dark Ri- or Dead Rising 3 because, mm-hmm. you know, something was announced at E3 that uh-huh. was like, yeah. So I might I might start that again yeah. and just restart it completely because I, I played for a few hours and. I was into it, but I wasn't like totally into it. I was like, there's enough other stuff I can play that I don't need to be on this. Yeah. So I'll probably go back to it. I think hmm. that that'll be the one. That's going to be the one. Yeah. Okay. I think I'll get back to some dead rising. Yeah. Well, speaking of things that were announced at E3 to yeah. inspire you to play something else, yeah. maybe possibly. Uh, okay. So there was this resident evil seven seven thing at E3 because mm-hmm. maybe they're going to fix that shit. Um, so that got me thinking, you know, I've never properly beaten any Resident Evil game. Yeah. Like, I've always played... I play all of them, and I fuck around in the world forever, and then I'm just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm good, you know? Yeah. The, the only one I ever beat was Code Veronica. Yeah. And we five, beat Resident five. Evil 5 together. Five, yeah. sorry, yes. Okay. And maybe four. Shit. Usually what I what ended up happening with me is I'd get far enough and I didn't have a ribbon to save mm-hmm. and would have to replay like an entire hour uh-huh. and then I quit. Yeah. Well, let me tell you about that. Yeah. In Resident Evil for current gen systems. Okay. Uh, which I'm guessing is the GameCube version up-resed. Okay. Maybe polished up a bit. Okay. So it is not the original Resident Evil. It's the remake? Yes. Yes. Um, so at some point along the way, they changed the voiceover so you don't get that terrible... PlayStation 1 voiceover, the master of unlocking and all that bullshit. Most -hmm. of the terrible VO has been stripped out and replaced by almost the same terrible VO, but in different ways. Okay. Like what they're saying isn't stupid, but the way they're saying it is kind of broken. And there's just a lot of, you know, like, huh, what, you know, what is it? What? Just people saying people's names over and over again. So Resident Evil. Um, Resident Evil. Mm hmm. One. One. <laughs> so I had forgotten about the the save system when I started playing that. I, I mean, I remembered it, but I didn't. It wasn't f- f- so on my mind so that I got a few hours into it and then died and was like, ah, hell, I didn't do the typewriter thing. Shit. I've got to do all that over again. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes like this battle of like, I I have to manage my resources because they're they're finite. And so you can't just run around the game. I mean, it, it, this is how Resident Evil was designed, but it's taken me a while to get back into that mindset of, okay, there's only a certain number of bullets in this game. Mm-hmm. I can't just run and gun through this thing. You have to strategize and, and, and you know, plan out how you're going to do stuff. So at first, I almost bailed. I was almost like, ah, I lost an hour progress. I don't want to do yeah. this anymore. 
But for some reason, I decided to be patient with this because I just feel like this is a, kind of a seminal thing. You know, maybe I should yeah. really give this a shot. Uh, and I have found that I'm enjoying it for reasons I can't quite understand because it is kind of going against all the things I like in games. I, I don't like the the save system. I don't like the finite amount of resources and all that. And I hate sneaking around and being super careful. Um, and also you will just walk into a room and die. Like you'll just walk into a room and all of a sudden the walls will start closing. And you're like, wait, what am I supposed to do here? And mm. dead. And you're like, well, shit, I didn't know that yeah. was going to happen. Um, but I have to say that the design of that game, I know we've talked about like dead space and how dead space is designed just expertly how, how it's how like game theory was put into effect mm-hmm. in that game. The design of resident evil is some of the smartest game design I can point to in how this house is laid out. Like what's open to you, what's not open to you, where the puzzles are, where your resources are. Mm hmm. It's it's very smart like that, and I that's probably why I'm sticking with it because I'm enjoying I'm enjoying how that game has been put together. I, I think it's really remarkable, and I, I realized that I got to a point where in the original game I had never left the house. I didn't know there was anything outside the house in that game. Yeah, so I got to a point where I'm like, oh, I'm outside. Oh, I'm in some weird thing. There's fucking sharks here. What on earth? And it's just when you start to realize that that game is not just a zombie game. Yeah. There's like giant snakes and giant sharks and giant spiders. And like after that weird mutation, things start showing up and you're just like, wow. Okay. From the get go, this game was, this game was something. I mean, there was, there was really mm-hmm. something to this. So it it's, that game can be a kick in the ball sometimes. And I will still die without having saved for like an hour because you know, I'm in like single digits on ink ribbons now. And I'm like, ah, do I want to use one here? Because I don't know if there's going to be any more. And yeah, then God, I'll, just, I, just push, I'll, just, I'll just push on a little bit more. And maybe if I can get to the other side of the house where there's a typewriter over there, I won't have to backtrack and do all this shit. And then, you know, you just walk into a room and spider lands on your face and eats you. Yeah. For someone like me who loves systems that are trying to force you to play the game a certain way, I hate the ribbon system. It's bad. I hate it. I, I just, I hate the idea of every time you save feeling like you've wasted it somehow. Yeah. Like I could have gotten further. I could have done this, you yep. know, and it's, it, that shit bugs me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it's a bad system. I understand why they didn't update it because that's just the way the game was built. But, yeah. you know, I mean, in this day and age, just autosave, just out of every room, you know, you walk out of a room, you've got that long load screen where you have to stare at a door in a black background forever. So, just save, just auto save right there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm. I, I made a a hard push last night to get through it. Thought I was near the end, and then you know lost an hour because I died, and then basically put it down. Like, nah, I'm not going to go back to that right now. But mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go back to it today. I'm I'm compelled to see the end of that. I'm yeah. compelled to see it all the way through. Um, the achievements in that game are kind of a dick because they expect you to play through as both characters. Oh, yeah. And I'd also forgotten that each character has kind of differences as the game plays out. So certain puzzles don't work a certain way, depending on which character you pick. Okay. So. Oh, because one's the master of unlocking. Yes. And one is not. And one is not. Yeah. One one is just a dude. Yeah. <laughs> one doesn't know shit about unlocking. So I don't know. that That's also intriguing to me in that there are subtle differences depending on which character you pick. 
mm-hmm. and especially for a game from 96 i think that's super interesting so i don't know it's good though i i really like it the, yeah. re- the remake it's it, you know they they kind of did away you can play tank controls if you want to mm-hmm. you don't have to they nope. put in modern controls but man modern controls on fixed background or fixed camera angles and scenes mm. fuck that because you will be running one way and then cut to a room where you got to run the other way and you you just start spinning around in yeah. a circle like an idiot yeah and they changed the dog scare didn't they it still happened Okay. You're walking I, down I, I a room and it just, just jumps out of a window? I think it's a different place they put it. Though, okay. Maybe they did. To just to fuck with people. Maybe they did. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. I, I seem to remember that because it happened so early. Everyone. It, like, it was later it. than I remembered. So yeah, yeah. They, they might've moved it, but the game's got some atmosphere. Music's good. Sound effects are still very low res <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> footsteps on, <laughs> on material. Um, yeah. At least the load screens aren't old PS one disc load screens. No, they're, they're better. Yeah. So, have, have either of you ever played a Silent Hill game? I played uh, almost the entirety of the first one. Yeah, All I've right. played pieces of one and two. Okay, just never touched one, like not even a second. I like, think they're like, better. Like at all. <laughs> Mechanically, they're better because they're not they're not fixed camera mm-hmm. angle. They're wandering through a world, but like one is dated severely. Yeah, you know, and the and I appreciate they use the fog in that one to kind of mask the fact that the PS one just couldn't handle a lot of that. Sure. But man, just hearing that freaking radio start getting the static. Yeah. It could, because silent Hill was very much about you are unarmed. Like, like if you have something, you're not good at using it. Yep. Like if something's going to attack you, you better run. Yep. And, you know, it's kind of very much precursor to stuff like amnesia almost where, you know, or outlast where, except you have some weapons you know, and it's like you could probably fight off one guy if he came after you, but yeah. that's about it. You know, because you're just running around with a two by four and you're just a normal dude who's never fought anything in his life. Yes. You know, it's, it's basically the premise of Silent Hill. So yeah, I was just curious, like I've, I've never like touched a second of any of, their, any of those games. I, I'll admit playing this has made me want some kind of version of that. Although mm. there were, didn't those come out, but they were broken. I don't remember anymore. Okay. I don't think one has ever been kind of re-released. Maybe cause, not. Because it's, it's one of the, like the PS1 era, you basically, you just, you have to remake those games. Yeah. You know, just like when they up the Nintendo 64 games, mm-hmm. you know, like Perfect Dark or whatever on uh, right. on 360, you know, we all played and we're like, oh God, I forgot. Yeah. This is horrendous. Yeah. I remember, well, I know that uh, Resident Evil 2, they're having to do a full-blown remake of that. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, what game? Resident Evil 2. Oh, Resident Evil <laughs> 2. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that they have to do a full-blown remake of that because there was no GameCube stopgap thing that they could just mm-hmm. up-res. They're like, oh, we, we can't just fix this PlayStation yeah, 1 version. I believe the GameCube version of it because they actually re-released all of them on GameCube. But they it was, did, yeah. They remade the first one and then just up yes, all the other ones. That's right. Yeah. But I mean, like, this has made me want to play that. This has made me want to go back and play like Parasite Eve. Which I uh, loved Parasite Eve on the original PlayStation. That yeah, game well. was great. I probably I think you can get it on a Vita. Yeah, yeah. I probably own it. I probably was like when they were selling it for a dollar. I was like, yes, yeah. I will play it on my Vita. Yeah, a lot of that old Square stuff. Well, aren't done that. some of those things popping up on the PS4 now? Like the PS1 Kinda. backwards compatibility stuff. Uh, PS2 there, stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of PS2 stuff because oh, okay. like I I picked up Manhunt and Bully mm-hmm. there. Yeah, and we talked about it because I played like the Parappa game a bit and there's this 
two. Oh, okay. I was going to yeah. say, like, I haven't seen one pop in, up in the remake column. Yeah, a lot of them are like, it, it's a case of like, oh, we put them out for PSP. So you could probably right. play them on the PS3. Yeah. But you have to have your PS3 hooked up, which I don't know many people that do anymore. So <laughs> I do. I need to play. Yeah. I want to play Proper One. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. Yeah. You got to believe. Actually, I. I think now that I think about it, my PS One is the backwards compatibility. Well, I just have to go find my disc somewhere. Yeah, yeah, wherever that is. Yeah, we we we're like the two people left whose PS threes from that era still work. Mine does. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, high five then all three of us. Yeah, yeah. play PS One games. Hell yeah, play some Theme Hospital. Yeah, that's why that's primarily why I kept my PS three. But yeah, if you want to play Silent Hill one or two, I believe I have the discs somewhere. Mm. <laughs> so PS One, PS Two games, all of them. Play Parappa. Because okay. the art style doesn't make it look like a PS1 game. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's very good. Point. I, Parappa 2 on the PS4 played really well. I know, but Parappa 2 wasn't very good. No, I know that too, but I'm, I'm just saying yeah. like it it looked and played really well. I, Some itches cannot be scratched yeah. in I that I played that way. Star Wars racer game on the PS4 and was surprised how good that looked and played. So. I have to kick punch. It's all in the mind, I know, Chuck. I know. I know. <laughs> Been working in the flea market so early. <laughs> I've been working here since my mama was Okay, there was a, baby. a Silent Hill HD collection for like PS3 and 360. Huh. Yeah, but that one was weird. Wasn't it just like Code Veronica and something else? No, Silent Hill. Silent Hill. Oh, Silent Hill. Sorry. Was... Silent Hill 2 and Silent Hill 3. Yeah, see, yeah. there's something about those PS1 games. Yeah. Man. I can't get them off of there. Weird. Because they all look at him and go, fuck. It's like, yeah. look, it's just blobs of nothing. <laughs> How yeah. do we make that look like a real person? I don't know. Throw more polygons at it. Yeah. <laughs> That'll fix it. Yeah. So anyway, that's my time with Resident Evil. Oh, good. I'm going to play more. All right. So let's turn a corner. Oh, turn a corner. Yeah. Mobile corner. Mm-hmm. Been a while since we had a mobile corner, if I remember right. Sure. I don't remember episode to episode anymore. Yeah. Who knows? Oh, yeah. It's been a while since we recorded, so yes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh. I've only got one new one uh, that was recommended by my dentist. <laughs> he saw me messing around on my phone waiting for him. He's like, hey, what are you playing? I'm like, Twitter. He's like, oh. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's a pretty yeah, shitty yeah. game. Yeah, that game yeah. sucks. Everyone tells you you're terrible at Everyone's it. Everyone's They want you to delete your account. <laughs> yeah. It's the worst. Yeah. Uh, but no, he said, all right, my wife and I, we've been playing one called Purelax. He said, it, "Yeah, <laughs> okay, said, dentist man. It sounds like something. He said, it sounds like something you take when you're a bit plugged up. Mm-hmm. But it is a it's a pretty good puzzle game. Okay. Because it's on a phone, so of course it is. Uh-huh. But uh it is a lot like uh I don't know if you remember me talking about a game called Kami, where you are trying to eliminate colors from a board and, and leave only red. Yeah, kinda. Oh. Uh-huh. That sort of thing. Oh. Well, I just you said Kami, right? Oh, K A M I. Oh it didn't click on my brain that way, but yeah. <laughs> I was okay. with you. Yeah. Okay, but uh, but yeah, it's it's you're pretty much you have a certain amount of moves that you can make, and you have to clear the board of of all but one specific color. And with uh, with Purelax, there are uh, I want to say like this 20, one you'll leave only brown. <laughs> yeah, there are uh, 20, 20 levels per phase, as they call them, and there are six phases. Okay, and if you beat fifteen of them, you get to move on to the next one. And what you have is certain grid layouts where you might have blue, purple, green, and red, and you'll have certain objects on the board. Certain uh, squares will have dots on them, and the number of dots are the number of times you can move that piece. Okay, so. 
if you obviously if you have one with one dot you can only move it one way so if you have a purple one with a dot on it and you move it onto a red section it is going to turn all of the all of the adjacent reds purple so that's becomes your strategy is figuring out okay what do i what moves do i need to make to eliminate this color and then this color and then this color and it's it's pretty good but it is very frustrating in its ad stuff cuz it's a free game but man like restarting a level ad uh, you know, got to wait five seconds before you can hit skip ad. It's do they offer a no, no. ad? No, oh, of course not. No, yeah, they don't. Wow. Because I would easily offer them, you know, the buck or two yeah. to get it taken away, but they don't, which it sucks. Yeah. Which is kind of scary if they're getting that many like ad views off of this, but they must be. Because I mean, but it it comes up restart a level like if you hit continue after not playing the game for a while and you come up on a level and you're like, oh, I don't want to play this one, and you hit back to go back to the menu, ad. you get an ad. I was like, fuck, guys. <laughs> so it kind of that that's my biggest knock on it is that it's and it gets really hard as you go on. I mean, they there's become some pretty complex maps that you have to navigate, and you know, it's not a case of uh, you know, Kami was a little easier in that it was like, oh, you didn't do it in six moves, but you did it in seven, so you still cleared it. Right. But six is the optimal. This one is just like, nope, you didn't clear it. Start over. Hmm. Figure it out. So, huh. yeah. Well, but I can still recommend it. Just be ready to sit through a lot of unfortunately forced ads for five seconds before you can skip them. Sweet. Yeah. Tell me about it. Your dentist getting a cut? <laughs> it's actually his game. Man. Oh, okay. Yeah, I maybe this, I need to check with him. I made this poop game. <laughs> Why the fuck did you name it Pure Lax? Yeah. <laughs> Don't put lax at the end of anything. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. Um, so on the much larger corporate greedy side, uh, I've been playing um, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, which is that EA free-to-play Star Wars game thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So normally I I hate games like this. I hate the free to play market with like six different kinds of energy and coins <laughs> and blah blah blah. Yep. The thing the reason why I can still kind of recommend this game is it's very generous with the stuff you need to play, you know, like getting the energy to play, it doesn't require much. I mean they like every time you go up a level, they throw you some. Like there's lots of ways that it throws this stuff at you. So I haven't really ever hit that like, oh, well, you know, very rarely do I hit the ah, I, I'm done playing because I can't or, you mm-hmm. know, like, man, I, I just need to buy something. I never hit that point at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's still kind of fun to me. Um, like the animations and stuff are cool. And I like going and kind of like trying to collect people, you know, like you're trying to collect characters and things like that to yeah. do the do these battles. So like part of it feels like a cheap and easy version of like magic, the gathering. Cause it's kind of like got that you versus the other team and you know, your guys can have powers and you can level them up a little bit to have better versions of powers. So it's kind of like looking at the situation and like what people do I need to take into this fight because they have these powers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's fun. It's fun enough that like I, I can recommend it. And like I said, I normally believe me, I keep these things at a, far far distance because they're either a addicting or b you know they have these stupid systems that just like yeah. well come back in six hours and maybe you can play some more and yeah that's this way if you're <laughs> you know really obsessive about playing it you will hit a point where it's like all right you're out of energy wait 
I think it takes eight hours to recharge all your energy. You know, mm. so you can mm-hmm. you could in theory play it three times a day all the way through. Um, but you know, I don't. I just you know once a day maybe pick it up and check in and do a couple things. So it's a it's a fun time waster. Graphics are cool. Um, and yeah, it's Star Wars, and I like that. Anytime, yeah, yeah, anytime, anytime you fight against Darth Vader, they've got a like they've got someone bad acting enough that every time you beat him, he's like no as he falls <laughs> off the <Nice>. screen. <laughs> nice, yeah. But wow. yeah, it's um, yeah, it, it's dumb and it's fun, and you know they they keep kind of adding new things to it that I you know it could be one of those games like Supercard where eventually it's like all right guys, too much. Now it's, you've gone it's, too yeah, far. Too many systems, too many things to collect. Just yeah. fuck off. Well, it's really it's when they make the all the stuff that you spent all the time building up worthless, right? Because well, you just need to get the new thing, and right. suddenly, oh, that thing beats your old thing. Well, the, the, all right. So what's cool about this is like, um, not only are you finding characters, like the characters have star ranks. You know, like so. All right, for example, like I found you know, like one of the first characters that they give you is like uh, it's Chewbacca, but it's like Clone Wars you know era Chewbacca so he's young and you know it, mm-hmm. there's a better you know Chewbacca later in the game yeah. but like I can get I can continue collecting the pieces of that Chewbacca and level him up to another star level so like I can take the character up to the next level without having to just ditch him you hmm. know like so it, it's neat because like you can get a shitty character and level them up kind of like by feeding them cards and I don't think like you can I think you could take a character all the way up and, and not leave them behind, if you will. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of an interesting take on it where, yeah, you hit a certain point. Like Supercard, it's like, all right, just dump all that old shit because now there's, you know, Super Ultimate cards and they do this and they're much better than those ultimate, yeah. old regular Ultimate cards you just went and took all this time before to save up for. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a fun time waster, which is what mobile games generally are. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> mobile games. Yeah, that's why. It's, that's why it's, they're so tough because there's just there are no in depth experiences. Yeah, not really. No, you know, when everything has to be designed for like a thirty second play session. Yeah, it's tough to ever go any deeper with any of right. it. Right. It's unfortunate. It's what the market decided on. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, well, the market's a jerk. I yeah. I mean, yeah. but yes. <laughs> uh, all right you're, you're right actually. yeah you sorry i didn't mean but, that to sound sarcastic <laughs> but the main difference between that and old games mm-hmm. that were 30 second play sessions where if you had skill it lasted way longer than 30 seconds mm-hmm. yep and we learned that uh? at the southern pinball expo yeah southern fried southern game room, room expo, expo. Yes. right pinball SFG. and arcade yes 2016 we were there of mm-hmm. which I didn't play a single arcade game. I played one. The only arcade I games some. I played were the pinball machines that were virtual machines. Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, that I went to Atlanta. Yay. Met up with you guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Met up with listeners, Jens and Jonathan. Uh-huh. Had some good times. Ate some burgers. Mm-hmm. Boy, we had some burgers. Played Hell some yeah, pinball. We, we also did that. Yeah. Man, that was a, that was a show. The third year for this thing, mm-hmm. new hotel. We were worried. A little worried. We were worried. Things were going to change. Uh-huh. It was the third time. Third time's usually something goes wrong. Because mm-hmm. they had a lot of stuff on their on their slate for activities and... Yeah, including some, like, does this belong activities? Like... I think it does. Well, like, we went to a wrestling event. Yeah, there was a wrestling event at the show. You guys did. Yeah. We watched uh, some wrestling. Mm-hmm. 
dudes threw each other around and a dude fought a lady. And then later that dude and the lady walked around and played pinball. (laughs) Yeah. Good for them. Breaking kayfabe. That's how, you know, and also high scores. Yes. Um, No, that's how these things work. But I mean, Uh like they had a Lance guest. The last Starfighter was there. He was there. I was just saying like it, it. it was it was creeping into the territory of like I don't know like I I get it but then are you you know maybe doing some things that don't need to be here to yeah. sacrificing the you know whole show integrity not integrity but like is your focus is your changing? focus changing too much and it turns know? out no nah. there were still a bunch of pinball machines there yes, yeah there were. and uh, they were all busy as hell yeah everyone was there to play pinball yeah they but. The layout of that area was better than anyone I've been to. It, yes, you never felt there was one row in the very back um, where those two vendor tables were. That was kind of yeah, crammed. Put vendor tables too close to yeah. those. But uh, other than that, man, there was there was space. I mean, it was not. I mean, you know, the the previous two uh, shows that we went to, there was one room where they just had. There were rows that. If there were people playing machines, you couldn't walk down that row. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you yeah. right now. I mean, based on the fact that this was a new venue and kind of a new layout, they did obviously did a lot of planning mm-hmm. um, for the layout. I think what we're going to find next year is those vending people are now probably going to be where all the tabletop stuff was because people were not in taking to the tabletop like I think they thought they were. They had a very um, large area for the tabletop section. And there was some times when it was busy. It was never full. Right. That's what I mean. I think we're going to see like... That one that was, you know, cramping the style in the back is probably going to be outside where yeah. the tabletop people were. Yeah, I wouldn't mind the the vending stuff being out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you would get more exposure out there because once you're in once you're in the the game room, it's like I have no time to look at your wares, sir. I have to play pinball now. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas if it's outside, you're like you you walk by it on your way in and like oh check this out that's kind of yeah. cool. But yeah, and that's the thing is so many of the ones outside were never had people in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. There, there were obviously like vendor set tables all set of these up. vendor tables yeah. with signs, and I just never, like, I rarely saw it. They were probably like, hey, man, there's pinball in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's go play some pinball. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think for expanding in a way that they did, which they, I mean, this was definitely expanded from the previous two years. I mm-hmm. It seemed to me like they pulled it off relatively well. Yes, yes. Um, I'm saying there will be slight shifts they will do next year. Like, oh, yeah. I don't think we quite need to make the tabletop section as big as we did. Yeah. I, I felt bad for the console room. It seemed kind of small. And like, yeah. if you really wanted to get in there and, and, and play around, it's if it was in any way. And I only saw, full. I only ever saw the same games on any of them, which was kind of a bummer. That is weird. They, they bring them in and set them up on one thing. Like yeah. Dreamcast is always Power Stone for some reason. And it's like, that's a good game, but yeah, you put Soul Calibur in there, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously the the Nintendo systems are always either Mario Kart or Smash. Smash. Yeah, um, always. But yeah, I just, you know, it. But yeah, I mean, they had a lot of nice pinball machines there. Yes, you know, the, I, I mean, they only locked a few behind the tournament, like the Game of Thrones one that I've never been able to play was behind the tournament wall, and there were a couple other ones. But in general, they had everything out reasonably well i mean there were two bride of pinball machines right next to each other one of which was running a version two mod that harlow eventually figured out how to shut off yeah so you could play it the way bride of pinball supposed to be played yeah Yeah. the whole thing was actually like it's weird because it's like it's emulated like the the actual rom is emulated Mm -hmm. so if you hold down the start button like you're going to reset the game it actually takes you to a boot menu Mm -hmm. so you can pick whether you want to play their modified 
Space One, which yeah. is like way more spacey. It's actually more like original Pinbot. It's weird. Um, yeah. But then you can play the actual Williams version. But. Yeah, it was there the year before, and it was like it was they were like showing it off. I right. think it was like the first public appearance. Yeah, of this thing. but the but, it, but the old one that was next to it that was like an original had you know LEDs in it, and that so one was like nice. in great shape. There was, were very few, ma- table. yeah. There were very few machines that felt like beat up and old, you, you know, because normally you go and there's some pristine ones. Like can you tell this person's put a lot of love into it, and then there's mm-hmm. somewhere the guy's like, "Yeah, I can get in free if I brought it, and it'll probably break on Friday night." But who cares? <laughs> right. I got in, and there were a couple of those there. There were a couple that were never, never on. Yeah. Like the entire show, they were just off. Yeah, and um, and there were some where like like white water the the little rainbow loop in the back would catch a lot yeah. on that. And, and the nice bride of Pinbot, there was a point in the back corner where it would get stuck mm-hmm. like away from a bumper and everything. And yeah. one guy who was watching me have like this freaking amazing run was like, yeah, that must've been the only way to stop you. Cause I had to tilt it to get the damn ball out. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I think that this show in particular, and it, and it kind of has been in the past too. They, the junky machines don't tend to show up. Yeah. Like the, the weak flippers and the bad plunger and everything. That's, mm-hmm. That's kind of Game Warp era shows of just people like, I got this machine, you know, whatever. Yeah, you, yeah. Need, you need more machines, yeah. right? Yeah. I got a Hollywood Heat. Yeah, ex- yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, which, even, which even when it's totally working is still hot garbage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, they also had uh, an interesting setup as far as like they had a section that was mostly 90s ones. Mm-hmm. And then they had, you know, it was almost like. They had all the Jersey Jack tables together along with a uh, one of the remade uh, Medieval Madnesses, mm-hmm. and that was always busy. Which I think there were three there totally? There were two two Medieval Madnesses Well, there. I think there was one in the tournament. Yeah, there, there was oh, one. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I think they three. had three of the remade, remade Medieval Madnesses yeah. there. Yep. Yeah, which that, that table's still fun regardless of whether you're playing it digitally or you're playing it there. It's just, it's a classic for a reason, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then they, they had a couple F-14 Tomcats, one of which was good, one of which was not. That's the Atlanta F-14 Tomcat yeah. <laughs> experience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they had a bunch of the new Ghostbusters. It yes. Was, it was smart for once they brought like three or four of them. Mm-hmm. And they were showing all the different models. Or no, they, they were all no, the same. they were same. all the same model. Yeah, that's they were right. all the yeah. base one. But, that's right. But yeah, I, I liked that machine the more I played of it. It's fast, though. It is super fast and super slick. Like... You you start it up and you're like, oh well, all right, that was one ball. Let me let me uh-huh. <laughs> figure out this. It I'll, the the most recent stern tables are getting that way where it's like because I've kind of felt that with Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead too, where mm-hmm. I was like I would fire it up and it was like I don't know what's happening. Oh, it's over. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't it doesn't feel like a pinball machine like the uh, the other recent sterns do. Like ACD, like I figured out ACDC right away. It's like, oh, this is a pinball machine. It makes sense. Ghostbusters mm. is like, well, what is that? Why is that over there? What? what oh, what? yeah. Like the whole, you have to hit Slimer a certain number of times yeah. before you can activate anything else. And, and they're kind of increasing their reliance on audio cues to do stuff. And it's hard to hear that stuff. Yeah, it really is. But Stern also had like a redesigned Spider-Man three table, which is now just Spider-Man. Yeah. But well, the original comics. one wasn't Spider-Man. Yeah. The it original was one was just Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Right, but I mean, it, it was, was but now it's redesigned to use comic yeah, yeah. mostly Mark the, Bagley artwork yeah. on it, which is what you want. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's weird how just changing like the layout is identical. Yeah. And the toys are, are redesigned. In the same spot. Well they're in the same spot, yeah. so like the Sandman thing is the Sandman thing, but now it's 
got new toys. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It yeah. plays really well. Yeah. It like, just, I never liked that old Spider-Man it table. It brightens up the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm immensely yeah like it just looks it's easier to see everything because it's bright and you know you've got clean crisp line art on it and it just i liked it a lot mm-hmm. yeah it's much which, nicer which i've always enjoyed how spider-man plays but this like made it better yeah it wasn't junky i yeah. those spider-man tables are always beaten to hell i mean yeah. not that i think it's different because the um you know it's a not a dead franchise but i i'd like to see them do the same thing with the iron man table mm-hmm now you know i mean it's probably not going to happen because the iron man you know cinematic universe is alive and well mm-hmm. but i still think that'd be pretty cool because i think that's a table that could be better too well if you can just relicense with the comic images i mean it shouldn't be a problem you mm-hmm. would think i mean I especially like to see that happen with the avengers table yeah oh god yeah 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 none of those there and i realized no. uh i don't like the jersey jack machines no at i all. don't either Mm-mm. not a bit <laughs> they're they've got a weird feel to like the the uh it just just everything has a weird feel to it yep kind of strange kind of like, like off almost delayed yeah with everything like like you hit a you hit a trap it just doesn't feel it, like nothing feels quite right and they're very unclear about what you're supposed to be doing anyway like they rely so much on the video screens on the top yeah. that you you know it's one of those things where you have to be watching both and that's not fun mm-hmm. to yep. me. And also, like, they're weird in that you either have, like, the longest run of your life or you're done in, like, <laughs> 20 seconds. Yeah. And there feels, like, so little in between on them mm-hmm. in the multiple times I played them. So, yeah, they, they both just feel like they went all for visual design and not, you know, play, play style design at all. Like, because mm-hmm. they look great. Oh, sure. You know, I mean, both yeah. of them, especially the Wizard of Oz one, it's just like every little piece on the table is thought out, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just, it's like, they just don't have the, the, the game designers, the ones that know, you know, no f- play flow and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you just think about playing the Hobbit one and then going over to Lord of the Rings from oh, God, it's, 10 years so ago. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And that Lord of the Rings one is just a phenomenal machine. Yeah. I, I like that more every single time I play. Oh, it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We had a good time playing that. And, I, and the crazy thing is like, I was doing really good on that one. And like, that one, the um, the big, the main ring Sauron shot was so much harder to hit than some of the other ones I've played. Yeah, yeah. and that's like a really important one is to hit that shot in the back of the table. Mm-hmm. Like you could get it up there, but it wouldn't register right. all the time. It was like, well, yeah, because yeah, I think I think the other out. one's supposed to have a magnet or something. Actually, mm-hmm. like when yeah. you get it close, it just draws it in. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's like I mean, it's still a great table. Yeah, but that one had a weird thing that we'd noticed this year. In that the oh, uh, right. digital, the DMD display, yeah, you know, that shows your score and has the animations and all that. Mm-hmm. For some reason, so many of them had this smoothing turned on, which, you know, if you've ever emulated a 16-bit game and you turn on that weird smoothing that just doesn't look right. People love it. Tons of machines had that. And it felt like, you know, going to your grandparents' house and their TV has the smoothing on. You're like, no, how? let's shut this off immediately. <laughs> right. How did you not notice? Where's your remote? Yeah. <laughs> We're shutting this down. You know, it, it was that same feeling. And it was just machine after machine. I mean, yeah. And I mean, ones were like, if you own a Medieval Madness, you know what the hell you're doing. Like, mm-hmm. why do you have it on this garbage DMD display? I don't know. That didn't bother me on those at all. But it just—they didn't look right to me. It—it it bothers me in the same way as as emulating old arcade games and put putting that smoothing thing on. It's just like this is gross. Why are you doing this? Yeah, but, and it just—it looks worse. Yeah, like, like you have a way that looks fine. Why would you make it? Why would you choose to make it look worse? Exactly. 
and there were a ton of machines that had that. It's I, like I don't know who's making them. I don't know who decided like this is the thing we need to sell or I it I don't know. But yeah. there was someone who was a big fan of the Foo Fighters. Yeah, and they took a Rolling Stones machine and redid it as a Foo Fighters machine. Everything. Yes, except for the like box art on yes. the actual cabinet. Yeah, yeah. The, the cabinet art was still the Rolling Stones, but everything yeah, but the else back had glass been was this weird yeah. Foo Fighters. All the audio, everything. Yeah, they had like an alien in the middle where Mick Jagger usually is. Yes, which is more satisfying. Yeah, they they redid the bumpers so it just sounds like someone banging away on the drums. Oh my god, yeah, the pop bumpers are the most amazing thing to get the ball launched up there because it is just somebody spazzing on the drums like mm-hmm. you wouldn't believe. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so we're, we we were waiting in line to play it, and there were two like Foo well, Fighters well, fans. I mean, it was up close to the show, so like when we first walked in, we were like, is that a Foo Fighters table and then like we kind of like Chuck and I had this conversation of like I don't dislike the Foo Fighters but I'd never thought of the Foo Fighters as something that would like someone would be a big enough fan to do this yeah and we're like this seems like a strange thing and just kind of promptly forgot about the Foo Fighters table until it was like yeah we should probably play that we should try it see what the hell it's about yeah and it has they had the headphone mod right then guy had a nice pair of Beats headphones to go with it yeah so you hear the hot Foo Fighters tracks and so we're standing there we're we're, like going over to play it and there's two ladies like taking pictures with the table and we're like and kind of saw them, and I think you offered it like, "Hey, would you like us to take a picture of both of you?" And they're like, "Oh my god, thank you! We're such huge Foo Fighter fans. We yeah. actually came here to see this table." Yeah, and they're like, "This is why we're here." Yeah, we like we like pinball, but yeah, we specifically I mean, like, came here to see this, and we're like, "Is mayonnaise their favorite food?" I mean, I don't know. They had fo- how- they had Foo Fighter tattoos on the back of their necks. Yeah. I mean, it was. I can't imagine anyone caring that much. Like, like that's that was the just the weirdest thing about it was like who has this much money not only to own a rolling stones table <laughs> yeah. but then to put in the work to do a complete conversion <laughs> yes of everything in it yeah but then to go to be, nah. and, and, and to go <laughs> you know foo fighters yep i know i don't know i don't get it but those ladies were perfectly nice by the way mm-hmm, yeah. foo but, fighters fans are very nice mm-hmm. <laughs> i just didn't know they were foo fighters fans. yes the Foo yeah. Fighters, they're like, well, these are on the radio. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Crazy. But yeah, I mean, but can't knock the work that they did on that machine. Oh, it was pretty impressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the one thing I don't get about these cons and like the first one, there was someone there, but like this one for the last two years really hasn't had it, is that there aren't any dealers there of old classic arcade or, or video games like cartridges and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like the first year, I ended up buying a ton of stuff because I just kept stopping at that table and was like, I'm going to buy these cartridges because they're here and it's cool. And for the last two years, there hasn't been any vendors of any type like that. There's kind of like weirdly specific, like this is our weird homebrew Atari mod for something or, you know, charity stuff, which was there. There was a lot of that. Yeah. And they really, they only had the one parts vendor there. Yeah. And normally there's multiple parts yes. vendors all over the place. Like yeah. the one like the one uh, in Orlando in November. Mm-hmm. There was an entire room that was just like, "All right, man, you want you want rubber, you want plungers, you want anything." We got, like yeah. we, we, we have, had we, everything. They had like, you know, back glass art and like toppers and stuff for yeah. for some of the popular tables. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that 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 seemed odd, but it also felt odd to me like this was the first one where I've seen dozens of virtual machines there. And there was one that was like running, I don't know if it's pin name or whatever the other one was like that has no lighting and it's just like a scan of mm-hmm. the thing and then mapped on, which is terrible. Yeah. like I mean, just straight up. Yes. It's bad. It's really bad. And I played like one game on it and was like, nope, I'm never touching this again. Yeah. It's, it 
as it, opposed to the virtualized tables. They, yeah. they seem to be built for Pinball FX tables. Yeah, but yeah. Then and that was, also, there was one area that had at like eight or nine of them. Yeah. And they were all running Pinball FX on Steam. Yes. And but, I played a few machines, like a few tables worth on that. And I was like, yeah, this is cool. Yep. But... I can play this any exactly. like I don't need I don't need a stand up cabinet to do this. If you had money to burn, it would be kind of cool. I guess kind of cool, but kind of, but not really. You know, to to save up and and really go for that, I don't know. And and you know the the virtually recreated stuff that's not pinball arcade stuff. That's that you know just like they scan the table and that's it. That's all mm-hmm. the work they do. That stuff is just so frustrating to me. I mean, it's it's great that you know you get the backlash art and you get, and it's, yeah. it's a faithful looking recreation, but just playing it is, there's no lighting. There's no shadow. There's, no. it's just, there's no depth, which is the main problem. Yeah. It, it, it's just bad. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there's no other way to put it. It just, it, hey, the second they turn somebody, the second, like Farsight or whomever sells out to the pinball effects people and they have a dual monitor mm-hmm. cabinet mode mm-hmm. for pinball arcade, I will start building that virtual cabinet. Yeah. I, yeah. Will, I will do that shit. Yeah. Because yeah. Because for all our knocks on Farsight, they know how to make the actual yeah. emulation part of the table yeah. work. I yes. mean, all the assets are there. They just need to like let you do a dual or three or triple monitor setup, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, you want to put the back glass up here? You want to put the DMD on this and put the play field here? Sure. Yeah. We can do that. Yeah. Yeah. So what new stuff do we see that we liked? There was a Godzilla machine. Yeah, I'd never seen that before. Which looks cool as hell. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, well, it's I Godzilla was 98. A, was that a real table or was that like a... That was, a, that was an actual... Oh, I, I just figured that was like a fan-made No, that, okay. that was a table that came out for the release of Godzilla. Huh. Right. Um, Sega, I think. Yeah, right, a Sega, Sega table? Sega was doing all of those in the late 90s. Yeah. Because they did um, Starship Troopers right. and Apollo 13 and... Something else. Twister. I can't yeah. believe there's an Apollo 13 table. That's the weirdest thing. Hey, 13 balls. 13 multi-ball. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Just like the movie. Um, yeah, the Godzilla table is all right. You know, it's just, it's sad that it's based on just the worst possible thing. That's the kind of thing that someone needs to come along and just make it a, a Japanese Godzilla table and yeah. really make it cool. Yeah, ditch Gino. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there was, the, I'd never seen that before. Um, Fathom was an old one I really liked. I've seen Fathom before, but not in this good condition. Yeah. Like of that row of tables, Fathom was yeah. the best. And of that those. was one of those like late seventies, early eighties yeah. era where, like, where they like still, well, there's no ramps. Like, like basically it's, if it doesn't have any ramps, that's kind of, yeah, it's, it's when like pinball machines really started emphasizing the art and the theme, Yeah. but the mechanics of the pinball still hasn't changed from the sixties. Yeah. It feels, it feels very Gorgarish. Well, yeah. if you want that, I want everyone to stop listening. Put us on pause for a second. Go to go to the pinball database and look up the one that we did find, which is Skateball. Skateball. Yep. Man. Because right next to Fathom. Yeah, it was. Man, you want to talk about a style and a theme on a pinball table? <laughs> Skateball. Skateball. It's Skateball. not just a table, man. No, man. It's a way of life. Yeah. We were just chilling and playing some skateball. Yeah, man. <laughs> we were doing a little... I wouldn't say competitive. I would just say we were seeing how our scores might look next to each other. Yeah, you know, how they might skateball gel together. And, uh, and <laughs> it came to the third ball, and I had enough score. I didn't need to play the third ball. Ah, I just good. I just let that skateball go. <laughs> Mellow know? out, man. Just let it go, man. Let's go get in our van. Yeah. <laughs> skateball. When you see the artwork for skateball, you'll understand why we're all saying it this way. Yeah, it's... 
think of every late seventies movie you've ever seen mm-hmm. that takes place, you know, on planet Earth. Uh, <laughs> it's just vans and people on roller skates and roller. No, that was a skateboard, man. Oh, right, yeah. right. That's right. It was. I, you know, this it's... probably was built to go to all your hot skate parks. Yeah. You know, but or you could I... play it down at the pier mm-hmm. when you're oh, yeah. out with your friends. Oh yeah, yeah. Like like gameplay wise. Like the very late '80s and early '90s will always be like the best time for me. Yes. But design-wise, like as far as themes and artwork and all that, like mm-hmm. that, like 1979 to '82 will always be the best. Yeah. Just the best because they weren't licensing movies. They were just like, "What'd be cool? How about mermaids dragging a dude down into the depths, yeah. and we'll call it Fathom." Yeah. And it's like blue and green and just cool looking. There's mm-hmm. just dudes sitting around drawing sick art. And yeah. they'd be like, all right, that's a pinball table yeah, now. Yeah, like, like centaur. <laughs> centaur. Like, what if it was a pig dude, but then he was a centaur? And then somebody's like, well, what if the centaur horse part <laughs> was a fucking motorcycle with spikes? And the dude's like, hell yeah. Fuck yes. <laughs> I'm hard right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about that. Man. Yeah. And then they did that. And they're like, well, we got to have a babe on it somewhere. It's so like, well, shit, the babe's into pig <laughs> motorcycle guys. Yeah. Put her on the back. Yeah. Right. She's riding that shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, too. Like, Centaur. Yeah. When you play that on Pinball Arcade, mm-hmm. that is fatiguing to look at. Yes, like, it hurts your eyes. Because it's black, white, and red, and that's it. And it just hurts to look at on a virtual screen. Yeah. When you're playing that for real, mm-hmm. that table's kind of awesome mm-hmm. looking. Like, it's, it's so, you know, and that's kind of why the whole actual machine thing will never quite work mm-hmm. digitally. Yeah. Because... Being able to look at everything and having the tactile feel and just like the lighting in the room making a difference. You know, I I wonder how much VR stuff will change it as far as, okay, I can get my angle right and look at things and, oh shit, where's that going? You know, be able to look and not have to hit a button to do it. Right. But it's still like, there's just something about being in front of those things. That's still awesome. Yep. Like every time. Yeah. Like, I mean... Even if it ever, it probably will never come because of uh, licensing problems. But like that old EM Superman machine from probably from the sixties, mm-hmm. like I can guarantee you, you look at that. If they ever put that in pinball arcade, you'd look at it and be like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." But like you see that thing in real life, and something about the lighting and the back glass light and just the like the chrome and and reflectiveness of yeah. it, it's just like the most gorgeous table ever. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it is, well, it is just spectacular to look at. Yeah. Like that seventies Spider-Man one mm-hmm. that was at game Warp yes. a few years ago. That was phenomenal looking, yeah. Yeah. just a phenomenal looking thing. But when you play it in pinball arcade, you'd be like, Oh, it's yeah. kind of yellow. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it, like it, <laughs> th- there's such a difference for seeing these things in person, which is why, you know, you just, we can't recommend going to these right. enough, which yeah. is why it's so disappointing that the, I don't get to go to so many. You know, and that the one this year here in town pushed it back to next March. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I, I really hope that the, um, the actual pinball arcade in Vegas, like, I hope they get some funding or do better because, like, man, that was so disappointing to go back and just see the machines in such disarray. Like, because I mean, it's such a great collection of machines, and they just need someone to work on them a little bit more. Yeah, and they had dedicated dudes. Yeah. At the at this show mm-hmm. with their kits and everything who like even like when machines weren't breaking down, you know, they were like, OK, there's nobody on this one. I'm going to flip it open and 
Yeah, there was that guy waiting behind us in, uh, for Jurassic Park. Yeah. And we're like, go ahead. And he was like, fine. And then just started opening it up. We're like, whoa, wait, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's like just shopping it out. Well, I like that that one of the, they had two Jurassic Parks there. Mm-hmm. And one of them had the old head. And yes. one had a new modified one that looked like the one from the movie. Yes. So good. Yep. Jurassic Park is one of the few Data East tables that doesn't suck. That is true. And in fact, is kind of awesome. Well, we haven't seen a good one, but I love that Tales from the Crypt table when it's working right. I mean, we just haven't come across it. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm holding reservation for when one actually like, works. I, that is a fun table when it works right. Yeah. yeah. And there was a really, really well-working uh, roller games there. It's the same one we see. It, that's that the, is same, the same one. It's the same okay. roller games we always see. So Yeah. yeah. Bup, bup, bup. <laughs> yeah. And we all mastered Taxi. Oh, yeah. We yeah, all reset we, the jackpot multiple times. We set, we reset the jackpot so many times, we decided we couldn't use it as our tournament table yeah. because we were all too good at it. Yep, that I, was weird. I think I hit three jackpots on it. So yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I hit two. I can't. This can't be a tournament table because that's a progressive jackpot. Yeah. I mean, I set the high score on the machine, which if you know me in pinball, I suck at pinball. So just every well, once in a while, yeah. I just go Rain Man on this thing and just be like, I'm in the zone. Well, you also got a max jackpot because it, it yes. maxed out. So. Well, I had skill, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No. I'm saying you didn't do that. <laughs> two, I did it. The scores of people playing before that didn't get the jackpot I did that. I did it. All right. I did it. Okay. Yeah, so. you're, you're very good at pinball. Jack. Yeah. So Whirlwind ended up being our tournament table. Uh-huh. After much decision. Yeah. It was kind of like we were like, all right, which one's not too crowded? Which one's right. in good condition? <laughs> good which enough. one's within walking which distance one of where we are? Yeah. Which one doesn't <laughs> have a progressive jackpot that's right. going to make it unfair for somebody? Yeah. And we all, we're like, we all know how Whirlwind works. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's do Whirlwind. Yeah. Yep. I, th- I think we wanted to do that bride of pinball table, but it was too damn popular. Yeah. We couldn't do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you and I were both just in the zone that weekend. Well, I like, mean, like we were obviously bride of pinball is one of those. Like if you hit the billion, if you manage to get the billion point shot or even spin the big wheel, it's game over for the other people. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and that was kind of it because you, and, that's, I, that's you and I fair, both though. had the billion point shot live. We just well, missed it. I didn't know. I don't think I actually spun the big wheel. I just saying I got it up to metamorphosis. I didn't lock the balls after that. Okay. I'm I, saying like, I had done that. Like spin the big wheel. I, yeah. you know, it, it gives you at least 5 million points, which is a giant jump on that table. So. And gives you an extra ball. Or, well, or yeah, it probably, it probably did it, on yeah. that one because that one was that for extra yeah. balls, like every five, 10 million, something like that. Yeah. Which is also why we'd be there on yeah. that one machine in one game for over yeah. twenty minutes, yeah. and people like a line would form behind us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But speaking but, speaking of, I think we can probably go out of pinball talk by maybe sending a plea out there. Oh, yeah! If you're listening, don't be asshats at these things for the love of God. Yeah, there are enough machines. Like if you've had your turn, yeah, move on. Like the the one asshole guy who goes up to a machine and starts a four-player game for themselves, fuck you. No. Mm-hmm. Like, really? Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know who you think you are or why you think you have the right. Chuck, who are you talking to right now? People that are like that don't listen to other people. I Maybe they not. They wouldn't listen to podcasts because that's someone else talking. Maybe their yeah. wife is listening and, and there might pass it along. They <laughs> would only they would be the they would have their own podcast and they'd have the only listener be themselves. Well, I guess that's true, but... I, like, there are people who go to these things who have this weird sense of entitlement of I'm at a pinball thing. Pinball's my jam. I'm going to go and, and monopolize a machine because I'm Mr. Pinball person. Mm-hmm. Those people can go fuck themselves. Yeah. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't know how you go to these things and act that way. You you see there are hundreds and hundreds of people all around you. No. We, we had an instance where someone was playing a game, turned around and looked us dead in the face, knew we were waiting for the next game and then turned right back around and started up the machine. Again. Yep. 
I mean, what? Yeah, I, I don't get it. I, I really, I don't. And it wasn't even like that person. I can understand if you've had a shitty game, mm-hmm. if you just got fucked. But like that person had been on it for five minutes already. Yeah, we'd been standing there a while. Yeah. So, you know, like, I don't understand why, how people just can't be considerate about it. Because really, even at its worst, at that, you know, at the busiest it was at that place, there mm-hmm. was always a machine with only one person on it. Yeah. You know? Oh, you can get like, in line for anything. Certainly, you're, you're going to have to wait for Medieval Madness. You're mm. going to have to wait for Whitewater. You're going to have to wait for the Jersey Jack ones and especially Ghostbusters. Yes. You know, you're going to have to wait for those. But otherwise, there's always something else that you can play. Mm-hmm. So just be cool to people about it. You know, it's- And I don't want to make it sound like a lot of people were dicks. The, the, the dick ratio there was small. And Oh, yeah. And Sunday, man, people were super nice on Sunday. Absolutely. I don't know what it was about Sunday, but people are just like, hey, man, you want to join our game? I'm yeah. like... No, I'm okay waiting, but thank you. Yeah, you there know? was there was a lot of that, a lot, and you know, I yeah. think some people probably got their drink on Saturday night, and uh. it just carried on through to Sunday because mm. they were they were <laughs> they were skateballing, they were yeah. they were feeling <laughs> no pain. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there was the, the, the yeah, mm. but there there were some people who were incredibly nice, and and most of the people understand the etiquette of these things. But man, it's just there's there are some, and it's weird. It's like these pinball elites that I you know, it's like people who are taking a break from the tournament. I, like, I really think in the future we should just walk up and turn the machine off when they do that <laughs> and be like, well, if you feel that entitled to pinball, I also know how to operate well, a table. And yeah. Honestly, just it if they you. start a game, we should just hit two, three, four. Yes. <laughs> be like, you're working us in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. There's three of us. There's one of you. Yeah. No, I'm Maybe just saying well, walk right around. I know where the off switch is. Yeah. Just flip the damn yeah. off switch and be like, oh, you're oh. not entitled to pinball, huh? Well, I know where pinball, pinball yeah. works too. And I just turn it off for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do something. Yeah. Okay, one other thing I want to talk about, and then, okay. we, then we can wrap it up, okay. is is the other new machine that was there. Uh-huh. The Great Big Melons one, or whatever the oh, fuck that, that's that was. That's big too, Juicy yeah. Melons, okay. yeah. That's like a couple years old now, I think. Is it? Yeah. You've missed, I, you've I missed never the seen it debut before, of that, yeah. I thought it was a new thing because they had it right up front, but... I mean, It still kind of is. Yeah. Man, fuck that table sideways. <laughs> like, for real. What the, like, what the fuck was that all about? Because it's, it's designed to be like an old... It's an EM. It's, it's a, it's a modern day EM machine. An old EM machine, yeah. which I get. I yeah. get the nostalgia for. Maybe you want to make one of those, but but the design is like all the worst. You know, just lecherous bullshit. It was the only way they could make it compelling. Garbage. In a, in a sick way, was to do that because who gives a fuck yeah. about an EM table? a new EM table. So they're like, well, let's make it gross. Yeah. Let's have a chick holding watermelon. Yeah. Two of them up in front of her chest. Yeah. And, and just like, put every dude on the screen and just yeah, like just drooling. Uh, it was. It, yeah. It, and it's not fun. Yeah. It, that's its biggest sin. Despite all that garbage, you know, you know, like Metallica. Mm-hmm. I love the Metallica table. Mm-hmm. I want to reskin that and put Foo Fighters on it or something because <laughs> fuck everything about the design of the Metallica table. It like the childish 14 year oldness of it. Yeah, like it's one that I'd be kind of embarrassed to have in my house. Yeah, they are. But I also gross. wish I owned that because mm-hmm. that table is so much fun. Yeah, but yeah, I wish it was like actual Metallica and not that gross cartoon bullshit. Yeah, yeah, that would worry. Do it in ACDC style. Yes, you know, and and sign me up. But it, with the art art design of it, it's like ugh, it's gross. Yeah, and that great big juicy melons, whatever the <laughs> fuck it's called. <laughs> terrible yeah, just it's like just, it's just big juicy melons big juicy yeah, melons it's just repulsive on yes. just about every level honestly it is kind of it's gross. like we i thought we got past this guys like yeah. 
you know, because there's a certain, like, you know, you look at skateball and there's a chick in like a wet t-shirt basically with nipples showing through the thing, but there's this weird good natured charm, like of the time thing about well, all I think of it. That's you go what down they to the pier and see where it was that. like, where, yeah, <laughs> but it, even that just doesn't ape that style the no. way it should. It feels, it feels gross and ingenuine in a way that the old ones don't where it was like, yeah, this was in a biker bar. So who cares? Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I just don't feel as offensive as, you know, offended by it because my favorite table is Bride of Pinbot and that's a gross table. I yeah, mean, if you think it about is kind of gross. Yeah. I mean, you know, one of this one of the shots that you need to hit to get an extra ball is basically encircling her robot titty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? Like and, you know, the shots she I mean, you know, now I can speak. Oh, no. You know, like, yeah. you know I mean, there, there's things about it that are. Yes, they're gross, yes. but it's a it's a fun as hell flow table. Uh, yeah, but I, I guess the point is like, yeah, but we all know that we've kind of moved past that. I, yes, I get it. Yes. So. Yeah, they went retro if, in a way that was like, you went retro in attitude as well, which is we're not, no one's embracing that. Mm-hmm. No one, you know, like who, what, what is the audience for this? Which is the weirdest thing to figure out. Like, yeah, you made a new one of these. That's neat. It's an interesting experiment, but yeah. you put all the sexual innuendo on it and it's like. Yeah, I don't want this in my house. I, th- I think it would have been <laughs> yeah. funnier if they. I mean, you you couldn't. I think they were just going for a, a shock value, like to market a thing that, like a very small percentage of pinball players wanted anyway. Yeah. In the, in the mm-hmm. EM I, retro table, but I think it would have been funnier to just have like, literally most of those old, especially ones that that's trying to ape, had like no theme, like your San Francisco table, where it was just yeah. like, yes. here's a name of a city. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Enjoy our pinball based right. on city, yeah. and the pinball has nothing to do with <laughs> yeah. San Francisco. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or you think about like like Matahari, where mm-hmm. they got right. this girl with like double E tits on it in a you know a genie outfit or something. Yeah, you know, and it's just some guy walking in the back like I do magic. Yep, you know, and like <laughs> that's <laughs> and it's like that's the theme of the table, right? You know, what, like like, like yeah. even like, but that's not like poking you in the ribs and winking at you like this one is sure, like, like that, that i guess that's my point is it's it's yes. not it, it just it's overdone i just gross. think you put you could have put a kid's theme on this and and put it somewhere and it yeah. would have been more accessible than well, oh yeah to, well to be fair a, a design of the table is cool because it doesn't have traditional legs yes yeah. it, it, the whole thing is meant to look like a barrel mm-hmm. i mean the, like the box art and everything looks like mm-hmm. a, you know, a stack of crates or barrels yeah or crate and barrel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> classy. But, um, but I'm just saying, like that's cool about it. Like everything else, not so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah, but it was a great show. Mm-hmm. That hotel was like, holy crap! That was after, after the International Palms <laughs> incident. Well, yes, of, of Game Warp. Yeah, like being at a hotel like this, where it's like, no, this is a classy ass place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this place is legit. Yeah, mm-hmm. so was the other one, but yes, this one is too. Yeah. But this just, one's nicer than the other one. The other one was nice. This place was f- fancy. Yeah, like yeah, we walked I in, I was like, "Wow, they're having here." Yeah, you know, like like you're kind of surprised, like man, all these pinball people mm-hmm. in this place. Yep, we are we are classing down the joint here. Yeah, because there was like somebody's fiftieth anniversary party. Yeah, where there was no in prom to crash. It was and everything <laughs> that night. It was a silver hair anniversary yeah. party, <laughs> and those people looked confused. Oh yeah, they're like, "Why is this dude walking up in a Doctor Who T-shirt? Yeah. What is going on here?" Yeah. Doctor, I, what is going on? I always get to these. No, things I'm asking that, my friend over here. Yeah. Doctor, <laughs> <laughs> I always get to these things a day early, and so mm-hmm. 
you know, being there on a Thursday before there were any signs of pinball people anywhere, it was all just rich, fancy business fuckers. And it was just like, oh, man, they don't know what's about to happen here. Yeah. Rich, fancy business fuckers is my follow up to Big Juicy Melons. OK, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. But yeah, good trip. So from one convention to another. Uh huh. Should we talk about E3? Uh, yeah, probably a little bit. Yeah. Some people might be a little tired of hearing about it, but let's let's. We could talk about like things we saw that were like, that sounds cool. I can't wait for that. Things that are personally interesting to us. Yes. I think is the way we should take upon Absolutely. E- take upon E3. Okay. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I don't know if that's a f- correct phrasing. Eh. Yes. Yeah. Lay us upon these games or whatever the fuck it was <laughs> I said way back when. Yes. Lay us upon Lay them. Lay us on them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I we all knew it was coming, but Forza Horizon 3 looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I want to play that right now. Yep. And I've been playing Forza Horizon 2 because I want to play Forza Horizon 3. Yeah, I'm I will obviously probably get Forza Horizon 3. I just don't feel like I I don't feel like I devoured two enough to like I need another one yet. Man, there's a lot you to didn't ingest play it like about, Chuck and I did. Okay. Yeah. That there's that's that's the thing. There's so much there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So much stuff there. Yep. I just last night finished smashing all the boards, all yeah. the little reward boards. Did you pay to get the thing? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I did too. So. It, it's just easier. <laughs> yes. It's it's one of those like I could waste all the time like double checking a thing on my on my phone or just do it. Yeah. That's what I did after I died in Resident Evil. I was like, I'm just going to smash some boards and mm-hmm. Forza. And then like two hours later, I was like, I've only got seven left. Yeah. I'll smash them. <laughs> I would I would say my first impression, like the thing I most want from E3 is that new God of War. It looks yeah. interesting. It, They're definitely doing something different with it. I mean, yeah. they don't have the, uh, you know, it's not the fixed camera anymore. You control the camera. The boss fight felt a bit Dark Souls-y a little bit, like in the way it worked. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, there were no on-screen prompts, so I don't know for sure if that's what they were going for, but it very much felt like a Tomb Raider almost. Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah. Was the feel that I, adventure-y, I had from it. Yeah. yeah, it does seem like that, but it's what they needed to do. They yeah. couldn't make another one of those. And they have way. said it is the same Kratos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting already. Yeah. That yeah. that and followed up closely by the um, Insomniac Spider-Man game. I don't give a shit what that suit looks like. That game yeah. looks fucking amazing and i'm totally in on that i it's about time i'm glad that marvel has come out and said yeah we're gonna start making some awesome video games for consoles good like put them yeah that's what they need to do is like put them with studios that people like yes you know instead of just like ah, just farm this out to whom well they specifically said like they went around shopping out their their properties and they were like okay we the person who's going to get to make these games are the people who want to make them, not just like, yeah, we'll make a game. Well, We're well, going to shit out your game. Well, I think it's like, you know, they saw Dice and, you know, Battlefront, like how that went together. It was like, oh, yeah, we should, yeah. yeah, maybe this. Yeah, I mean, until that reveal, I was always just flabbergasted that there was no Marvel video game universe happening. Like, mm-hmm. it didn't have to be tie-ins. It could have been its own, like the Batman games. It mm-hmm. could have been its own thing. And it just seemed like they were leaving money on the table by not doing that. Well, you'd get a couple of gems here and there. Like, when Raven made that Wolverine game, it's like, God, that shit, so good. that game rules. Boy, that yeah. game is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, you know, those were like, oh, that's just weird happenstance. That Like, guys, we actually have this license. Let's make a fucking badass game. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it wasn't like they had to. They just were like, Well, no. they're going to real studios because yeah. they're... They, I'd say, but there's no B tier studios left. Not really. really. They're you know, doing they, the, those don't <laughs> exist anymore yeah. in that same way. So you can't just farm out a you know a Thor game and a Captain America tie-in and that sort of stuff. You mm-hmm. know, those don't work anymore. They, I think, they realize that if you're going to be doing a 
a real game like this, you have to have real studios behind it. And maybe that's a good thing that the Disney stuff mm-hmm. fell through. Yeah. You know, Disney's basically out. So now they're like, all right, let's let people who actually give a shit do this. And yeah. all the people complaining about the costume, I guarantee you there will be unlockable costumes. Oh, sure. sure. Yeah. You can play a Stanley. That's yeah. a fucking given. <laughs> they'll probably give you the normal one you want right off the bat. You mm-hmm. know, like, oh, here, just go to the menu and change it because we don't want to hear you whine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just please. <laughs> please look, understand. Look, the, the, the spider is black now. Are you happy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's really your only complaint, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that looked good. Um, mine, I, I think Dead Rising 4 was the game I was like, all right. Sign me up. Even though I feel like Dead Rising has lost something in embracing the cartoonishness that used to be kind of like the bonus unlockable stuff in the first one. Oh, I don't know. The first one is it has goofy stuff, but it wasn't like you're immediately making candy cane (laughs) crossbow firing thing. You know, okay. It it was it was very much like, okay, eventually you unlocked this like like the main thing for killing the population of the city Mm -hmm. was you got Mega Man's blaster. Right. Which had limited shots in it. It wasn't everything. But, you know, it's like that goofy stuff. I mean, you could put those big heads because they were around (laughs) the. Like you had to create that goofiness, whereas like it felt like as they've gone on, they've been like forcing the goofiness on you almost Mm -hmm. instead of letting you just naturally make it happen. Yeah. But still, like it's back in William at the original city Mm -hmm. with Frank West at Christmas time. Christmas time. Sign me up. Yep. Yep. All about it. Yeah. Uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And it's official. We're getting upgraded consoles they're going the whole iphone route mm-hmm. where it's hey all your games will run they'll just run a little better yep that's so that's happening um i i have heard from people that have seen side by sides if you don't have a 4k tv mm. see that's what i don't get in that it seems like people have been asking for both machines to run games better yeah. And it sounds like they're going to do that, but for the benefit of people with 4K TVs. And it's like, well, wait, what if you could just make people with 1080p TVs work better mm-hmm. first? That's the upgrade I would like to pay for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, they, the way it was put to me by more than one person mm-hmm. who has seen these side by sides is they basically said, when you put the 1080p next to the 4K, you can tell immediately. Okay. But when you put the 1080p next to 1080p, but better, mm-hmm. it's smoother, and that's about it. Yeah, all I want—I mean, really, all I want from consoles at this point is I want them to run at their designated frames per second, not drop, and and let's kill some loading times. Yes, and also like let's turn on a few more things that I know you were turning off because of the limitations, like mm-hmm. make the grass just that little bit nicer or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I ever since this I whole mean, look at Just Cause Three with like yes. some that you know. 90 second loading screens. Yeah. Shit well, yeah. Sitting through uh, dying in dark souls and having to sit through those load screens. Yeah. Sign me up for speeding that shit right, up. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I want. I mean, you know, like this whole generation, I have not been the resolution guy because like, you know, for me, I just, it's not who cares? 720, 1080. It's like, yeah, yeah there's a difference, but it's not enough for me to go. Ah, it's so bad. It's not standard def to HD. It, it's, it's not that bad, mm-hmm. but you know, if I'm looking at a game that's maybe rendering at 900p or something, but it's crippling at a frame rate, that's just it's just chugging. It's just not yeah. doing it. It's like you know, Just Cause Three, especially like when that when you start firing everything off in that game and everything is exploding, I want that to look awesome and not just be like, 
oh god, we have broken mm-hmm. the system. <laughs> How about be able to make like the PS4 be able to run Broforce when you blow things up on screen? Sure, like yeah. a simple little fucking game like that, and it dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just I, it it when news of this stuff first broke, it seemed like okay, great, now the games are going to run better. And then, like, when the messaging came out, the official messaging, it became like, yeah, this is for 4K. And we're like, whoa, hang on. You're jumping past, like, hey, make it good for everybody first and then focus on this 4K stuff. That's my argument with this whole push for 4K everything. It's like, you know, oh, DirecTV is going to have 4K channels. Like, fuck you. How about you get everything you have in regular HD first? Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, it's that, still 1080i at best, and that's yeah. usually sports. Well, I, I, yeah, I'm just saying, like, you know, all these channels that you don't even have an HD feed of, oh, how sure, about you yeah. do those first? You yeah. could put, I'm pretty sure you could put four of them on there and kill that one 4K channel that's for 1% of the population. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just, yeah. it seems to be catering to a crowd that isn't there yet. Yeah. Yeah. And then Microsoft went and announced a smaller version of their current console. <laughs> yeah. And then immediately With- teased Project Scorpio. It's like, well, let's just kill that on the vine. Who the fuck's going to buy the S? Yeah, well, I think it's aside from Chuck. Yeah, but I th- I think what that thing is is that they're they're phasing out their current model. Like they they have yeah. stopped production on that thing entirely. Sure, but so if people want an Xbox yeah. One right and now, they want a PS4 sized one. Yeah, that can play a 4K signal. Yeah, you know there it is. It's a thing. Plus, well, and I think too that thing is a cheap uh, 4K Blu-ray player. Sure. And yep. that's, it's the cheapest one on the market and that's going to be a thing that gets that thing into mm-hmm. people's houses. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you don't have one, but I mean, how many people yeah, are going to go buy one? it seems like the wrong like, year to announce yeah. that if they're doing the Scorpio next year. Well, I think they're always going to have a regular Xbox One on the market. So, mm-hmm. this thing is just replacing the one that we have now. Okay. It's so, just, it, yeah. it's Still not, feels it's not like an initial cons. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are going to go, well, I'm just going to wait. Mm-hmm. But, you know, time and time again has shown, you know, like when the PS3 was out, the PS2 was still selling like fucking mad. Yeah. Like crazy amounts, you know. So if they've got one. they had a crazy library. Sure. But and I think that, you know, they will find a way to make the the slim cheaper Mm -hmm. and it'll just appeal to certain people who are like, well, I don't have 4K. I don't care. So, yeah, I don't know. They'll figure that out. Yeah. It, it, their messaging is weird as usual, but it's Microsoft and they don't know what the fuck they're doing whenever it comes to actually telling us what they're doing. So mm-hmm. you just have to. <laughs> it, yeah. At least they said something, whereas unlike the, the Sony press conference, there were no, no like, one was speaking, yeah. which was weird. <laughs> it was just orchestra and trailer, orchestra, trailer, 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 orchestra. Good night, everybody. Mm-hmm. That was odd. Yeah. That was the oddest press conference I've seen in a while. And they're basically just like, yep, oh, 4K still coming. Mm-hmm. PS4K, deal with it. Yeah. So, Neo, whatever. I, I don't know. Yeah. They got a lot of games coming out. It seems like half of them are zombie games somehow. I don't, it's like they've doubled down on this Last of Us thing. Yeah, who knows? I, yeah, whatever yeah. that one was with the hundreds of the World War Z game, whatever the hell that was. Yeah. Yeah. Something something about bikers in World War Z. I've already forgotten the name of it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. The not full throttle sequel. That yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, Horizon Zero Dawn still looks good. Um, yeah. I don't even remember what that was. It's the, like, you're fighting robot dinosaurs and tethering them to the ground. Like, all the animals are robotic. Okay. Weird, like, biotic mixes. I care more about The Last Guardian because I'd like to play it team ico game that doesn't chug on its own mm-hmm. you know Im- ambitiousness yeah oh, hopefully this one doesn't yeah <laughs> yeah um and ea told us hey mass effect andromeda is still happening 
and nothing That's else. So weird. They put out a thing later saying we don't want to start marketing this before Battlefield and Titanfall, mm-hmm. which kind of makes sense, you know, because oh, yeah, you I just Titanfall two looks pretty fucking dope. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on record and say that looks pretty goddamn yeah. good. I agree with you, and their story sounds insane. Like I, why all of a sudden the mechs are sentient and at like, least they're having a story this time. Yes, and it's not just relying on a multiplayer that's dead now. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed playing Titanfall. I really did. I just wished there was something more to it than that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, now it looks like there's more classes and things yeah. you can do. It looks a lot more interesting. Yeah. But I mean, I really enjoyed Titanfall. I had a lot of fun. Like, yeah. we played some and had a blast with it. It was just like, this is it. Yeah. And I need more. And it sounds like we're getting a lot more. So, mm-hmm. you know, and Battlefield yeah. 1. It's funny because I feel like titanfall 2 if they had if they hadn't made titanfall 1 at the time they had titanfall 2 is the one they could be like yeah we're not doing a story mode this time yeah it's funny because i feel like now with battlefront and overwatch and things like that it's like this is the time they could be like no this is gonna be a super interesting highly competitive multiplayer thing that doesn't need a story you know but now it's like you know the complete the first one was that there was no story that now they have to it's weird that no matter which one you do is you will get complaints about sure i I know i'm just saying like now i feel like we're in a world that would be more willing to accept i also feel like it's it's the team that made one of the best first you know one of the best single player fps experiences ever Mm -hmm. with call of duty 4 Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like you expect those guys to be doing sure that sort of thing yeah you know which who knows if they'll be able to live up to even remotely close to what Call of Duty 4 did at the time, but still, yeah. I don't know. And, and, uh, and then, uh, I mean, it, we'll, we'll know sooner than most of these other things. Uh, I, I'm just happy to see more about the new South Park game. Yeah. Like, I mean, that uh, switching it over to superheroes versus the Game of Thrones ripoff, I think it's going to make me even more interested in it than it mm-hmm. was before. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hope it's like one of those they don't try to make it too different because I think the first game works so well. Yeah, I mean the battle system is more a grid based thing now. So. Yeah, that's what things I'm worried about. I'm just hoping that it's. But it'll probably be like the other, like, like the first South Park game where it's just it'll be so simple right. that that's what I hope it's for. not going to be a big deal. Yeah, I don't want to have to like play Banner Saga just to get through the South Park story. Yeah. Is what I'm afraid of. The first game was almost perfect. I mean, yeah. it really was like this is the best you guys could have done mm-hmm. with this, and it's. It's the perfect mix. Yeah, of, that's what that, that's what I'm saying. I'm af- I'm afraid of like they're going to try to top perfection. Yes, instead of just doing more of it. Yeah, just really just reskin that first game right, with superhero exactly. stuff and put in more jokes. That's all I care about. Yeah. Um, I, I did like during that press conference when the dude announced the release date and Trey Parker just started laughing. Like they put up the like it's coming out December six and he was like, <laughs> Yeah, we'll he knows. see if that happens. <laughs> he knows. Yeah. I mean, granted, you know, they had all the assets in place like they were really, you know, it's like, okay, we can just Mm -hmm. make another one of these now. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Those 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 late December Ubisoft releases sometimes just don't happen. It'll probably be February. Yeah. Every game is February. (laughs) Well, Crackdown 3, they didn't announce it at the show in particular, but they did say later on that it's 2017. Oh, it's still still a thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't even mention it. Yeah. That was weird. That that one that was one where I was like, well, wait, what about Crackdown Three? Yeah, nothing. Nah. So, chances are it's late 2017, <laughs> not early. But I could knows? see that being like a Scorpio launch title. Yeah, that probably needs it if it's blowing all sorts of stuff up, like Crackdown One and Two were. Yeah, where you could just chain. Well, then this was like like you could take it out of building. Yes. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, this was all like. Yeah, it'll probably be so heavily physics based. Yeah, because this was all like power of the cloud, powering the levolution. Oh, of- <laughs> that's right, power of the cloud, yeah. evolution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, 
yeah, you know, I I appreciated that they mentioned Mass Effect, but I I just look fuck everything. Give me Mass Effect right now. At least yeah. they didn't talk about No Man's Sky like at all. Yes, <laughs> thankfully for the first E three in like five years. Well, well they I just, just didn't want Death Red. Well, it's like right around the corner, so it's like yeah. why why mention yeah, it? It was exactly. supposed to be out already. Yeah, right. that's right. <laughs> we should have been playing it yeah. while we were watching E three. Mm-hmm. But yeah, finish a game, guys. Come on, just just put Do it out there. Yeah. Uh, we got more footage of Cuphead. I don't know if that game is ever coming out. <laughs> yeah, they've been oh, showing Cuphead for a while. At it's least... probably soon. The Mighty Number no. Nine finally came out, so yeah. I think Cuphead's finally coming. Okay, great. Well, well, yeah. In Cuphead, they apparently re like originally it was a boss rush game. Yeah, and now, now they're, they're actually, actually like, all right, oh yeah, you guys want levels? Okay, this? okay, yeah, sure. So apparently they've been building levels. So who knows? It's it's so frustrating. Like each year, like Microsoft, especially the last couple of years, has put out that that trailer reel of all their indie games coming out. And whenever I see that, I'm like, Oh man, I would play all of these. And then like, because they come out, they either don't come out or they come out so far apart from each other. I I don't remember them or they come out with no fanfare. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you, you put them in these sizzle reels for, you know, it's like, check out all these games. And I'm just like, I would play every single one of those. And then it's like, Oh, that's out. Yeah. It feels like in the past those that would have been like, all right, here's your summer of arcade lineup. Yes. Remember those awesome games we showed you? Yes. They're out this this week, next week, week after, and mm-hmm. the week after that. That's what they need to do. That's yeah. what they really they, they really need, need, to, need to go back to it because now it's just kind of like, all right, it's up on the marketplace. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so little anything about it. It's kind of like the backwards compatibility stuff. We yeah. were but Chuck and I were both like, all right, man gonna get the big like red dead clear them all out just get everything out on Black unleash Christian the Bad. fury yeah and then they're like well you know you can play uh eh, let me think about it anomaly Warzone earth sure yeah yeah you, you've uh, heard you of that yeah have a that. game you might own that you don't realize you own yeah me <laughs> yep here here you go Hope i was like what like the it. fuck is that and they're like wait yeah. i have achievements in this yeah when did i play this yeah, joe danger yeah mm-hmm. you're, you're waiting for that right yeah, yeah those guys making no man's sky might not be coming out for us but <laughs> same guys we got their other game <laughs> yeah like, it's just so i mean when the biggest thing is what it, uh fallout new vegas yeah which yeah cool yeah thanks i i'll play that again or i'll play it for the first time <laughs> yes play it again <laughs> but on a <laughs> but on a new bond on a real system yes on a, on a system that's not yeah. currently and hopefully in the it's sun. All, it, hopefully they patched it by now and it's the version that's not gonna get fucked <laughs> no, that, can, that version could get fucked yeah i'm sorry i'm not on the new vegas yeah i tried I know. I want to play New Vegas. Okay. I, I'm yeah. just, you know, I haven't played any of those. All right. It's another, I should really play. You well, know. you never played any of the Fallouts? I, I played. You want to start with that I one? played like 20 hours of Fallout 3 and okay. then got married or some shit. So uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. life found It happens. Uh-huh. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Uh, Nintendo showed Zelda and Zelda and didn't say anything about the NX, but they showed some Zelda. That looks all right. Yeah. That looks like a pretty cool Zelda game. You can get pants. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't know what else to say. Like you know what you're getting. I guess. I, I mean, it 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 kind of looks different for a Zelda game, but mm-hmm. it looks similar to a hundred other games that have you know long since passed the Zelda game design type stuff. But you know, it's Nintendo. They they have a way of making things charming. So yeah, maybe that. I just I I just want to hear more about the NX. What what's its gimmick? Yeah. You know, because because apparently they were showing when everyone got to play Zelda, it was on the Wii U gamepad mm-hmm. because it is coming out for that also. But, you know, yep. What's going to be on NX? What's the big thing? And I hope there's like we got none of that. I hope there's honestly no gimmick. 
I hope it comes. I hope so too. Just I hope, a no, box. No, I hope it, I I hope it comes hope. with a Wii U gamepad, and the front of it is a series of controller ports that you can take any Nintendo controller that they've ever made <laughs> and plug it into that fucker and play some games. Because if I could take an original NES gamepad all the way up to a fucking GameCube, you know, Wavebird, mm. how awesome would that shit be? That would be pretty dope. But like, hey, you know what? NX is about the entire Nintendo fucking library. Mm-hmm. That's honestly something they should consider. And it's like, and you know what? Bring any, you could put the goddamn power pad in the and the rob the robot in there if you want to. Okay. Yes, I will and, buy two and, of those. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and it's just like plug it all in. It all works. Hmm. Maybe not with every game, but with the games you're supposed to play with it. Here you go. And it's the real goddamn thing. That's that's the best thing they could do is say, you know what? It's the this is the history of Nintendo box right here. The history and the future of Nintendo. <laughs> that you know honestly going forward there's not a lot they can do except go back to the past with their stuff that's that's what i'm saying because Embrace like because like third parties don't give a fuck about nintendo anymore so like no. nintendo machines are just going to be nintendo well, games that's the problem with all the proprietary shit yeah like when you don't control like the other ones people don't want to waste the time to make it work on your system later once everybody's already played it on the other ones yeah i think they all learned from getting burned from assassin's creed and uh and Batman and I forget what else came or Mass Effect. I yes. think. Yeah. yeah. Like I bet those didn't sell shit. No. On the Wii U. Like I remember hearing, hearing something like, like EA had finished Mass Effect and shipped back their dev kits before the Wii U came out. Like yeah. they'd finished production on the Mass Effect port and we're like, okay, we're done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so yeah. Like the games have to come out at the same time or nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just I you know no one is going to go to a Nintendo console to play a third party version of something that's out on another console. Yeah. So you've got to have supplement something to supplement the six months between actual Nintendo releases. Make that thing a fucking museum. Make mm-hmm. it you know like the history of Nintendo. Are you even better? I thought about a better way of doing that. Sell a little twenty thirty dollar USB device, mm-hmm. and the front of it is eight USB ports, yep. so you can play up to eight players on shit. Sure. And the front of it is just a series of USB ports and like, hey, bring your own controller. So when you want that eight person Mario Kart thing, yeah. you can go, well, what do you want to use? Yeah. Game tap. <laughs> yeah. Whatever that thing was. I'm like, saying ah. like, you know, plug this in and take whatever controller you want, because you know what? You can play the modern, modern Mario Kart with an NES gamepad. There's that few buttons. Yep. Go. You need gas and brake <laughs> yeah. and, and fire. And weapon. Yep. <laughs> Jump and weapon and brake, you know, mm-hmm. go and go. Yeah. They, they, they should really embrace their, their history with this next thing. Yeah. But we don't know what it is because they're not talking about it. Well, so, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. And um, yeah. I remember seeing the trailer for Friday the Thirteenth. I don't yeah, know. I how, still haven't watched that. That game's not gonna fly, man. That yeah. <laughs> you're just walking around as Jason murdering teenagers. That I don't. I as cathartic as that may be. That's Friday the Thirteenth, man. All, mm-hmm. all it's gonna take is Fox News to see that for about. 10 seconds on a slow news day and go look at this shit yeah look what nintendo is doing to your children even though it's not even remotely related <laughs> yeah and and it feels we're we're in a very weird time because there were obviously a lot of journalists that were like i we just need to get away from guns and games completely mm-hmm. and it's like listen we do but we also i don't want games that aren't fun anymore and i'm sorry but gunplay in games is fun there's a reason playing the doom demo i was like give me more of this shit give me all of it <laughs> right put it in my veins yeah like you know there's something about that that i it feels like if we're just uh, you know if 
games can't all become we have to learn something and we have to feel better about the world afterwards. You know, like there's mo- a market for that. Movies understand that. You know, you don't you have big summer movies where dumb shit happens and things blow up and things go crazy. And you know what? And then you have your, your dramatic stuff Mm -hmm. in the fall that, you know, you might learn something from, or you might feel something from, Yeah. you know, there's a balance. It's okay to have a balance. I would say, and it feels like people so much are like, no, you can't, we just need to get away from all that. Yeah. But I would say there is more of an alternative market now than there ever has been. Oh yeah. Games. You know, I, yeah. I, I just I, I think the the amount of other experiences you can have with video games right now are vast. Yeah. As opposed to especially the 360 era where it was just brown shooter go. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean color palette. So, I mean, yeah. it's, I you've got so many options now and most and and whereas even at the tail end of last generation where a lot of those games were only coming out on PC, they're all coming to current consoles now. Yeah. You know. I mean, you can play Gone Home on a PS4, mm-hmm. yep. a PS Plus title. Yeah, Life is Strange. Never touch a gun once. Yeah. Well, I mean, a character touches a gun, but you never are in right. control of a gun. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there are so many experiences out there. Yeah. yeah. And I guess more what I'm pushing towards is like, I'm kind of getting, I'm not kind of, I am sick of clickbait articles that are basically, you should feel bad for liking this and looking forward to it. Like, like, fuck all those people, mm-hmm. you know, and people that were just about Battlefield One. I mean, yeah, World War One was a garbage, horrible time for human beings. Yes, it was. Guess what? World War Two was also. Mm-hmm. And how many games have we made of World War Two? Billions. <laughs> yeah. How many wars about the? How many games about the war in the Middle East have we had? Yeah, fictional or otherwise. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Yeah, and especially because those people are still here dealing yeah. with that shit. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, I don't want to sound cold, but like. Making a game about there, World there, War One. There I, are no World War One veterans still alive. Yeah, I don't think. you're not going to offend those people. No, they they did their job. They served their country, and th- th- their time has come. Yeah, I, I don't. That, I'm not trying to say that coldly, but I'm just saying you can make a World War One game, and it's not going to be offensive because there's no one here to get offended. No, so I, it's probably not coming out right. But <laughs> no, I I understand what you're saying. I just you no, know the listeners. It's like there was and a, hopefully they know where we're coming from. That yeah, you know they, they're just there seems to have become a rise in this like anti-game culture almost from game culture. And that's weird to me. Yeah. Why you're eating your own tail. Yeah. <laughs> and and not like, I, I mean, yes, let's push for more stuff. That's going to, you know, more gone homes, more life is strange, more, more Sabelle, like more stuff that's doing something different. Yeah. Sure. But we don't need to do that by attacking the stuff that's doing the things that, you know what? Most of us enjoy. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Instead of writing that article, use your time to talk about a game that is an alternative to one of those instead of complaining that no one is talking about those games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like there, there's there's a ton of things you can go play if these things are upsetting to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are alternate types of games to play that are not shooting mechanics. Absolutely. There are rhythm games. There's sports games. There's Gone Home, Tacoma, Firewatch you can, I mean, there's that game called This War of Mine, which is all about war, but you're not playing yep. an actual mm-hmm. soldier. I mean, yeah, there's, but, you know, puzzle game. I mean, you know, The Witness. I mean, you can play The Witness forever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that game goes on forever. Well, and then there's stuff like Spec Ops The Line that has something to say about that stuff and says it very well. Yeah. In yeah. a game where you're still shooting people, mm-hmm. yeah. but it makes that case better than a thousand clickbait articles have. So, 
Yeah, and then I love like when Call of Duty goes to space and is just completely like future fantasy, and then everyone's like, "Oh, why isn't this World War II?" Yeah, you know, it's like, well, hold, they're they're getting away from actual real world war, maybe to do something different. And everyone's like, "Ugh, jeez." Yeah, no space shooter. Yeah, it's like <laughs> fine. <Yeah. laughs> like you complained that it was too realistic. Yeah, we moved it to the so now we're gonna least shoot realistic place possible. So yeah. I don't know. I think yeah. the new Call of Duty looks awesome. Yeah, fuck those aliens. <laughs> I'm going to shoot them. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm going to shoot all the aliens. Yeah. Shoot them. Space Nazis. Yep. I'd kill some space Nazis, man. Yeah. They ruin everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that's E3. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> sounds like it. Uh, it sounds like that show is getting weird, like in terms of like the show floor. In terms of like, maybe they don't know how much longer that thing is going to last because the big companies are all pulling out of it. Yeah. I mean, it might go back to an E for all thing that they did that one year. And then everyone's like, no, this sucks. Bring back E3. I I still don't know why they don't open that thing up to the public. Like do your trade show at the beginning of the week and then at the end of the week, have it open to the public and really get some marketing done there. Because like this, it just feels like PAX has taken the wind out of a lot of it battle it man you've got you know not everyone goes to PAX you've got everyone in one place once a year fucking sell that shit yeah but you know I mean all the game people would want to get the fuck out of there as soon as it opens up to the public well I'm uh, so the show now is like Sunday through like Wednesday shut down on Thursday you know rejuvenate everything you know get everything to where you need it and then reopen it up Friday Saturday and Sunday to the public and just fucking hammer your product home, man. Just let yeah. people come and go nuts. I mean, I, I just have never understood why they don't do that. Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's it, you're right there. You've got <laughs> you're so close. Yeah, you've got all this money in your booth and your flashy lights and everything. Let the let the people come see that. I just think they can make some money doing that. But what do I know? Yeah, you don't know shit, Chuck. Amen. So we got any emails? Uh, we do actually. <laughs> uh, we had one from Chris. Okay. Uh, from Seattle. All right. Who was actually, uh, I should probably should have read this during the pinball segment. Uh, oh, but uh, okay. he said the triumphant return of pinball corner. Yeah. And he said, dear Mackie, Harlow, Chuck, and sometimes BJ yeah. greetings. I eagerly await your pinball tales. You better play through ghostbusters. I have a suggestion for the expo. Post your best scores on favorite games and challenge us to beat them because short emails are good emails. Chris in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we, we thought about keeping track of them, but we just, it's weird when you're at these shows, you're just so often you're just one it like when you're done, mm-hmm. you got a line behind you and you yeah. just want to move on. Right. And I tried doing that last year in Orlando. I was, I was taking pictures of my scores cause I thought I would like put them on, on pin side or something like that. Mm-hmm. But what happens is generally like when, when the game ends, your score goes away and then it takes a while to cycle back through to it. And so if you're just standing there like an idiot with your game over, with your phone up waiting to snap a picture of a score, yeah. you look like a jackass. Yeah. Especially if it's a score that's not that great. Yeah. yeah. So I just, I stopped doing that. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were a couple where I just had like amazing runs mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh man, I need to snap a picture of this and then forgot about it. Yeah. You know, but it, you know, it's hard to know at these things too, like settings wise, you know, if, if, if this is like the baseline arcade setting, cause then every once in a while you'll, you'll fire up a game and then it's like, Oh, this is a five ball game. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> why is on that? A few of them. Yeah, I was like, oh no. Yes, yeah, so that this invalidates everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the old uh, EM tables are supposed to be five balls. Sure, but that's because they drain so damn fast. Yeah, but I mean, mm-hmm. like that tales from the crypt table in in yeah. Orlando was like, oh, this is five. Oh, geez, this is going forever. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I played that forever. Yeah, 
So yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to tell. You know, unless you're in the tournament. Like if we if we had played in the tournament, then we would have official records. Yeah, but sure. Well, and then really, there was also like sometimes like when we were waiting to play Whirlwind with the for the tournament Mm -hmm. and there was that girl in front of us who just was wrecking that machine. Yeah. She destroyed that machine. Yeah. I mean, she was, yeah, she was, I I think Harlow's winning score was like 6 million and Mm -hmm. she was like at 17. Yeah. Before she's like, eh, I guess I'm done here. Yes. (laughs) And then, then like she and a couple friends went on no good gophers right next to that Mm -hmm. and were just destroying that machine too. They were there forever. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we didn't see them before because they were probably all tournament people. They were probably maybe just bored and hanging out that day. Yeah, but she was just like wearing headphones and drinking. Yes, like alcoholic drinks, yes. drinking. Yes, and just wrecking tables. We're like, okay, those like, were the people specifically I was referring to who probably started late Saturday night and yeah. had not stopped because they were feeling fine. <laughs> yeah, skateball, skateball. <laughs> Yeah. So okay, we'll post some scores. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I think I finally have uh solved the Ben Ball Arcade login thing. I think I'm actually logged in now. Uh huh. So if you pinball arcade on Steam, I actually I don't know if it matters platform wise because I think your pinball arcade ID mm. is multi. They have started to integrate it, but it is kind of sloppy. Oh yeah, right. I don't think it goes from consoles. I, okay. I think it goes from like iPad and. I have seen that. mobile scores on the PS4, maybe. Oh, well, really? maybe we'll, if they ever sort that out, maybe we can. Um, well, we know, did have a Google Doc. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, we did. That's right. Oh, that's right. I'm yeah. sure it still exists. I created a Google Doc. I may have to put a link to that in the show notes. Okay. Again, we can tweet it's that been out. a while since we've updated any of it, yeah. but you know, it has pinball effects on it. It has pinball arcade. It has Williams Collection. I tried to kind of make it as many things as I could. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, pinball scores. But yeah, if you're playing it on any of the consoles, like let us know because like there's always one of us playing it on something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went. I, I went right back after uh, after the show. I was like, man, I need to play some pinball. I, I did the same thing. Yeah. Just like fire this up. I need to play more Whirlwind. Yeah, I've decided Steam is my new home for pinball effects and arcade. So smart. Yeah, man. Steam sale. A whole bunch of those seasons are on sale right yeah. now. Steam I think sale. Season, season three is like ten bucks, which is about as cheap as you're ever going to get it. Oh yeah, there. For the pro version, I'm especially. amazed it's on sale at all. Yeah, oh, that's it, well, normally for the pro version, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Normally, theirs are like ten percent off. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and it's thirty dollars for ten tables for yep. for the later seasons. Which is and like, I don't think on consoles they've ever been on sale. No, no. And it's sad that when I, I I booted up on Xbox One and I was almost like, man, I should probably buy this. And then I talked myself out of it because it was thirty bucks for season one and thirty bucks for season two. And I was like. Everything I want is in season one and season two. Yeah. But yeah, I, I had to talk myself out of it. I don't know. They've been they've been putting out some good tables here recently. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm really glad to have uh the getaway and stuff like that. Some really yeah. good ones in there. And stuff like No Fears on there, which yeah. I had totally forgotten. No fears on there. Out. The Judge Dread table is actually a really good table when you can like have it to like learn it. You yes. know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's a fun table. Well I mean, that's the biggest thing I think that's fun about the digital versions is yeah. we learn how to play them. Like yep. none of us would know how to play Bride of Pinbot if we hadn't been going for the wizard challenges no. on it. Yeah, because now of... that we do, and same with taxi, now mm-hmm. that we do, we're like, oh fuck. Yeah, do yeah. this, 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 hey, boop, yep. you're good. Yep. Yeah, without those <laughs> without the challenge parts, it would have been like I'm just smacking the ball. I, don't know what's I will going admit, on. man, it feels so good watching people come up and just be like, holy shit. Like like watching you play an actual machine and mm-hmm. just fucking owning it. Yep. Yeah, I thought it was one of you standing behind me when I was playing Taxi one time, and I I 
caught a luckily like my very last shot was i did a carry passenger because i had like f- i think four out of five of them mm-hmm. and drained the ball and the guy and i thought it was one of you standing behind me i was just like oh damn it i turned around and there's someone right in me he's like yeah that, that sucks man yeah. <laughs> he's like good thing you hit that shot though and i was like oh hey yeah random guy watching me play taxi yeah. thanks buddy <laughs> yeah yeah and, and it's fun too watching somebody else own a table mm-hmm. a lot of times it's like man i would never like i didn't know you could do that yeah you know? So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And then you step up after they're done and then <laughs> drain all three balls yeah. in 45 <laughs> seconds. You're like, man, I'm dumb. Yeah. I bet yep. at game. Yep. yep. Like the game is just like, no, man, <laughs> no more. Yeah. Yep. Please. No. no loss. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. For, for checking our pinball scores and mm-hmm. doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Go to no quarters.net. Right. Yeah. Got show notes on most episodes. Not all, but most. Yeah. I'll try and get them up for this one so that we can at least have pinball scores. Readily available yeah. on the public Google Doc. Right. Actually, you might have to request. <laughs> I might have to let you in. I, I don't know if I can trust you. Hmm. We'll figure you it got, out. You got to prove I can trust you. Yeah. We need validation. Yeah. And the best way to do that is to write us at where my skull at nocorders.net, as in the location of your skull, not mm-hmm. putting it on. Like don't just wear it. Sure. No. no. Okay. W-H-E-R-E. All right. Where my skull. Where, where my no skull. skull. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, we do live streams. Check them out. YouTube.com slash NoQuartersNet. Mm-hmm. Facebook.com slash NoQuartersNet. Mm-hmm. Twitter.com slash NoQuartersNet. Yeah. All those things. We try and keep it simple. And hey, if you like NoQuarters.net. Yeah, please rate us on iTunes. Right. But also maybe you might want to go to Patreon.com oh. slash BMFCast. Yeah. Well, that's that. confusing. Our sister show. Oh. Our bigger show because we do it every week. Yeah. Uh, it we gains got a, traction that way. Yeah. We got a Patreon going. Uh, you can donate and hear extra bonus content. Um, Non-denominational podcast content. Yeah, we talk about stuff. Yeah. If you don't want to hear us talk about movies, we just talk about stuff. Usually eating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're big fan, if big foodie. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> you want to listen to our gourmet choices? <laughs> Go to Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> have a good time mm-hmm. uh but yeah no you know that's a thing that helps us uh pay for all this stuff and since we use all the same stuff yep. it helps pay for that too yep hosting all that yeah so, so. it keeps it keeps no quarters alive <laughs> yes <laughs> like bride of pinbot my god it's alive yep so there's a thing you can do also yeah so uh, all right well i guess yeah. we're, i guess we finished yeah we're yeah we're done here thanks for listening let's get out of here okay i'm mackie i'm chuck and i'm harlow This is No Quarters Out.